Uh, so, I got sort of start. <laughs> okay. You just stop. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. This is uh, this is gonna be a great time. Uh, for those of you who don't know me and know Darian, you're lucky. Uh, he's a great guy. Me, not so much. Most most people know me by Q Dog, <laughs> but but let's just be real. My real name is Quentin Eastep, and my grandfather told me that I was actually named after Abraham Lincoln, just like you know, like two hundred years you know after Lincoln. That's a joke. Um, Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> How are you named after Lincoln? But you know, just like just after him, I was named after him for sure. I, I think you, I think you might have actually been named after him as well. Um, but I don't know. You have to look into your family tree see how that works. Um. <laughs> oh my god, it's not the right time. I usually don't smoke or anything before these, but it's also like an evening type show where you know like yeah. i'm a morning person so by the time it gets to the end of the day like i'm winding down and i'm no longer like i mean i keep it's a different side of me in a sense so this is gonna be fun uh, yeah yeah <laughs> you know dude i find that people who are typically the happiest or who are as quick-witted or as funny as you have typically gone through some type of shit or life's always just hitting you and you're able to stay on the bright side. Cause I have known you since I was a freshman in high school, you were a grade or two younger than me. And you have just been a ball of hilarity since the day that I met you. We've had our serious times, but you have never like failed to bring a smile about. And so there's always this ray of sunshine around you. Do you recognize that? And do you attribute that to anything? Um, well, you know, uh, you, you I, I I do recognize that in in a sense is that you know people people tell me you know like, oh that's funny or or you're not funny when they're just you know upset that I'm so funny. <laughs> but, okay, that 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 part has never happened. Well, um, no, I'm thinking about my dad kicking you in the nuts that one time because oh yeah, dude, that sucked. That was awful. He's lucky he's not here. Anyways, uh, no, um, I I. I I do see what you're saying is, you know, when, when, when I get punched in the mouth on a daily basis, you know, and it started as a young age where, you know, things were just a little bit harder for me. Uh, the trials and tribulations of just growing up in, in my shoes, mm -hmm. uh, you, you kind of learn to roll with the punches. You know, you say, you say, dang, you know, that this happened again. That's just my luck. You know, it's, it's just something, mm -hmm. something that, that instead of getting upset over because it's already happened a hundred times, you just start making a joke about it. It, it, you know, when I came home today, like literally the garbage was torn across that, across the house. There was garbage in the kitchen, dining room, and living room. And I, I just walked in, and I was like, <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. Not, not surprised. This is, this is what I expected. Like, I, I should be wrong for expecting anything other than this. And Do it was you feel like, this stuff. so well, with that type of explanation, see, I feel like there's two perspectives. You're either going to come in, you're going to laugh about it. And you say, well, I mean, life throws things at you. And then other people are going to just be depressed. Oh, God, it's going to happen to me. And you seem to somehow mix the two as in, well, that's just my life, but I'm still going to laugh about it. So I didn't know, like, do you expect yeah, no, those things right. to really happen? Or are you just more on the bright side? So, you know, shit's going to happen to everybody. I've had some shit, but this, compared to the shit that I've been through, this is nothing. And so that's uh, what yeah. allows you to kind of laugh. You're, you're, you're exactly right where I, I do have kind of a mix of it to where it's like, I probably shouldn't expect these things to happen. You know what I'm saying? I should, 
I should probably, you know, uh, use, use my, the power of positive thinking to eliminate these things, but it happens so often to where it's just like, you know what, whatever, like, give, give, give me your best shot, give me your best shot and we're going to see how I handle it. And normally, you know, I handle it pretty well. <laughs> so well, it's all, yeah. well, I guess it's the same as subjecting yourself to a workout so that you can get better physically. I mean, you're, you're almost calling the universe to bring shit at you just to see what, how else you can get stronger. And that is a trait that I've noticed about you. I mean, you were literally a train that cannot be stopped. I mean, and you've said those, those same words. So with that perspective, I do see how, yeah, I think you do bring it on on purpose just to, I mean, you understand what it takes to be harder in life and to, get stronger and to prosper and progress through, you know, growing. And I yeah, think it's yeah. almost like you crave growth so much, like you, you bring this on you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, um, I, I, I just don't see the problem with, with the downside of, of little things, spilled milk, spilled milk, no big deal. You know, when, when you kind of go through something in your life that, that kind of pushes you to, to the, to your limit to where you're saying, you know what, Fuck it. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not dealing with this today. Once you get, once you deal with that so many times, spilled milk is a, spilled milk is a joyous thing. Spilled milk <laughs> is a great day. You know, <laughs> it's, um, it, it's just one of those things that, that I look at as, you know what, this isn't going to stop me. There's a log in the road. I'm going to, I'm going to jump out with a chainsaw, cut this thing up, move on. Or if I ain't got a chainsaw with me, I'm gonna drive over this thing. Plain and simple. I, nothing is gonna slow me down, choke me up, you know, give me any grief. Uh, but I can't sit here and say that I am perfect on my my positivity level because I do. I everyone gets down, and I and I get down sometimes. But I try not to let that affect me for too long. I try mm-hmm. to make sure that if I have a bad day at work, if I if I break something or I mess something up while I'm working. I try to make sure that when I wake up in the morning, that that is erased from history. That never happened. I never think about it again. I never bring it up. It's like, hey, when you, it's like, hey, Q dog, you remember when you broke that last week? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke, but it's 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 all serious too, though. It's like, I, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've forgotten all about that. I pushed that away from me. Um, but but yeah, it's. It's it's taking taking everything with a grain of salt, taking the things that come at you, taking words that people say to you, take it, especially with with all the politics going on today. Everything a politician says, take that with a grain of salt. Any everything in life, I take it with a grain of salt. And that's you know that's kind of how I deal with the, the the little things. I love that. And then actually, you know, as you were saying too, um, just when adversity strikes, I do remember you telling me a story of your dad. You guys were driving down the road, and I guess at some point, see, I'm not much of a, I'm a uh, much of a mechanic, but I believe the drive shaft had fallen out, or the transmission had fallen off the truck. But instead of pulling over to the side of the road and crying about it, your dad's like, "All right, run down there, go grab this part." You took your shirt off, grabbed it, and y'all just fixed it on the side of the road and kept going. <laughs> you know, there, See, there was forgot, no time I to stop. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah, no, he said, he said, "All right, go grab that." And I was maybe like, like eight, nine, ten, you know. So I was young, and he was like, he's like, "Go grab that," and I was like, "What, what do you mean, go grab that?" And I went over there to it and I, I went to grab it and I could feel it was hot. And so I just, and it was nasty. So I just grabbed my, I just took my shirt off and grabbed it with my shirt. We ran back over there. We put it back on and hit the road, man. We were gone. 
like it never happened. Love that. So, I mean, that's one of those little instances that always adds to our character. And I can tell you, <laughs> that's fine, man. Do what you want. No, you're good, dude. Do your thing. Do your thing, homeboy. Whatever makes you comfortable. But no, I try to. I love learning about people's stories and experiences and understanding, you know, how we get to where we are. And, you know, each little instance like that made you like that story gave me an insight into like your perspective and how you think about things. And it really does go along with your train like mentality. If you can't be stopped, you're going to keep going. And I think, you know, at some point it maybe even started younger than that, but it's just cool seeing the little building blocks. And then, I think that's just a part of understanding everybody, you know, because we all look at situations differently and, you know, it's just so oh, intriguing for, to learn that stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, you know, I, um, I, I grew up in a, uh, at a different household and a different environment than, than you did or anyone else that I hung out with did or anyone that I know did. It, it's, it's different for everyone. And when I started spending a lot of time at your house, it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was very eye-opening, not at the time, but when I look back on it, back at it, I can say, you know, oh, this is why they did this. This is how they did those things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like this is this is why they said these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, w- I wish I was smarter as, as, a, as a high school or middle school student and could have could have picked up on those things earlier because mm-hmm. it took a long time, man. It, gosh, man, it wasn't that long ago. I'm I'm 26 now. I turned 27 in June, and I turned 21 with you uh, down in Destin. And man, I, I'd say I'd say about my 21st birthday is when I started really kind of getting a grip on like myself, like my mentality on what mm-hmm. what I need to do in life. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you know, that, either that, like found the responsibility or just like realized you did have some control. Or what was the? Um, well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly when I realized that that I'm smarter than I'd portrayed myself to be, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was in my little my little tiny house out in uh, the middle of nowhere, and uh, so you, I, you 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 tend to like this story, so I'll, I'll go ahead and tell it. Please um, do, please do. <laughs> This, this was, is this after high like, school, right? Yeah, this is this is this is after high school. This is maybe you know a year or two after after I dropped out and got my GED and all that. Um, I uh, I had a, I had a job. I was doing heating and air. Well, for I was doing I was doing heating and air, and uh, I was helping a friend out. Mm-hmm. My house, my house that I lived in, <laughs> we had no running water. We had no running water in this thing. And uh, so we had, we had we had a big big metal barrel that was full of water, and that was where we brushed our teeth in. That was where we you know washed things like like dishes or cups or anything that we needed to use again. We washed them out of this uh, out of this little bucket. And you know if we needed to you know wash our hair real quick, you know bend down and wash your hair out of this little barrel. Little, you were also space. living out of a closet at that point in time too. It was. I, I, I like to church it up and say it was a room, but yeah, it was it was a laundry room. It was a it was a utility closet. <laughs> it was all now you got a couple of properties, but yeah, please go, please keep going. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, I was I was living there and I was working a heating and air job, 
And it was like my first like real, real job where I actually, you know, paid taxes that year, you know, all that. I, I'd had, you know, some smaller jobs here and there, mostly making some dirty money, selling a little bit of marijuana. That, but that's that, that's my past. Um, so I would I would I would wake up every morning at four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. drive about about an hour or so to my to my job, work till about four or five o'clock in the afternoon, get home, you know, drink a beer, do whatever I had to do while I was at the house, get back in the truck and drive about thirty minutes south to help Clay, you, you know Clay, mm-hmm. uh, to help help a friend of mine. Um, work on his rental properties and i would work there till about 11 12 o'clock at night drive 30 minutes home go to sleep for a few hours and repeat and rinse you know it was mm-hmm. uh it was it was during that time that i really realized that i'm not doing i, I you know i, I want to do something why am i doing this it was it was that question it was like why am i working like this why why am i working like this and living in these situations and you know, deal, dealing with all of these things that I, that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and um, so the the job kind of fell through on me. We had a snowstorm, didn't make it to work for a week, and um, I got I got sick during that snowstorm because I was outside playing in the snow or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so so I so I took an extra day. I was like I was like you know what I'm not going in on Monday. I was like I feel mm-hmm. terrible. I'll come back Tuesday fresh. And the uh, the supervisor the supervisor he said well, if you don't come in, you know, you're, you're already on thin ice. We'll have to talk about this. And, and in my head, I was just like, thin ice. I was like, that, that means nothing to me. I, you know, I quit. I got to quit my job. Like it made me mad. And, um, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but the, that the, the fact that I did that really, you know, advanced me in life because I had no other option than to make a change. So I started working for my friend, started working for Clay a little bit here and there, um, just, you know, really, really making ends meet, nothing more, not able to save a dime or nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, just learn to take uh, that chance. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there, there, there came a point um, I was, uh, I was doing, I was doing drugs pretty hard. Nothing, nothing too serious, just pills, a lot of weed, you know. Maybe maybe some some uh, hallucinogenics, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and um, it, it came it came to a really dark dark place in my in my life, like probably mm-hmm. one of the darkest places I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I you know this is probably gonna get it dark for a lot of your viewers, but that's just me. I don't I don't care to to put my stuff out there. Um, I, I I went to sleep that night with a, with a loaded shotgun beside me like you know like just kind of like curled it like a body pillow you know what i'm saying like just really really looking for the strength to do it but something something told me you know don't do this you know some there's something better for you now did this start did this spawn out of your realization of kind of like what am i doing with my life why am i working this hard you just kind of hit a dead end and didn't know what else to do is that what put you there yeah yeah that was that was it it was you know just just having so little having having you know I, I was getting help when I was younger from my mom and my stepdad and you know how that went and then you know my my family kind of you know didn't really have my back too much they had already helped me like you know once or twice but they they didn't help me in the right ways mm-hmm. and you know I appreciate I appreciate the help completely but it just it wasn't the help that I needed you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and uh 
So I, I really felt like I had no one to turn to. You know, all of my buddies, they were doing the same thing I was doing. I couldn't go talk to my friend, like say, hey man, I want to get out of this. Like I want to quit quit doing these these drugs. I want to quit drinking all the time. I want to I want to quit doing all this stuff that, that we're doing together. You no, know, you can't mm-hmm. you can't say that to them because they're gonna be like, Yeah, shut up, pussy. <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> how it is yeah <laughs> and so um and that and that realization came to me one night that i was i don't even i don't even know if i was like high that night like i i, I know i'd smoke some weed that's for sure but like, I, I don't think i was even on any hard drugs and it just kind of gave me that sober reality to where it's like you are doing nothing you are nothing you're following right in your father's footsteps. You're following right in your mother's footsteps. You're doing everything that society has, you know, pinned you to do. It's like you're doing everything that everyone thought you would do. Nothing, no one expects less than this from you. Mm-hmm. And that was that was where I ended up, you know, curled up with a 12 gauge for the night. That very next morning, that very next morning, I woke up. I, I kept I, I, the very next morning. I woke up and I called you. Um, and I just kind of, I kind of talked to you for a little bit. I didn't really let you know and let you know how, how bad I was doing or, or what was really going on. And, uh, you know, you gave me the opportunity to come stay with you for, for the, you know, the summer and, uh, mm-hmm. your parents were cool with it. So I literally, you know, packed my, packed my bags that very next day. Uh, you know, I, I told, I told one person, I told one person, uh, he came over to hang out for a little bit really just come over to do drugs and uh, and you know that, no, I remember that really, this. That, yeah that added on that added on to the whole thing and left in the wrong way I left man man I, I really messed some stuff up when I left like that I told nobody what I was doing you know I um I just packed my shit and left I got the I, I got the hell out of there man and um came and I stayed with you and uh what was it the second day I was down there, I had a job, you know, yeah, I, it yeah. was like <laughs> the very second day I was down there, I had a job and I was working and I was, I was making decent cash and saving it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I started, I started reading, I started reading that think and grow rich. And the person that told me about that book was clay and clay mm-hmm. to this day, man, he is, I have no idea where clay is. He's like <laughs> well, my best he was friend. Down in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, where at in Mexico, I have no idea. Um, but, but he, you know, he's, he's living the life. He's living the life that he wants to live. And he told me about the book. So I started reading it. I started looking more into it and, um, it started opening me up. You know what I'm saying? I had nothing else to lose. I had already thrown away everything I owned. Mm-hmm. I, I, I moved in with you with a, with a duffel bag, a duffel bag <laughs> and a fishing pole. I, mean, I, I, I had a duffel bag, nah, I had a duffel bag, a fishing pole and a 12 gauge. That was all I had to my name. And, you know, so, so I just said, you know what, what, what do I have to lose? When I started reading this book, I started taking it, taking it as if some people take the Bible, you know, they, mm-hmm. they read the Bible and they believe it with every word that, that it says. And I read that book and I treated it the same exact way. And it really, you know, it really opened me up. I was highlighting, I was really studying into the words and training my brain to think that way. And it worked, you know, it, it did great for me. And then, you know, we went and we did some stuff and um, we moved back to Pensacola and shit wasn't right. Something, something universal was wrong with me. I was, I was puking. Like I was like sick all the time. Like I was like throwing up blood. Like I wasn't right. And I had to go home. 
Like that was mm-hmm. the only thing. I, I that's that's primal almost where it's like you got to go home. You got to go where you know you're safe. And mm-hmm. so I came home. Um, I started doing a little bit of work for Clay here and there, and then within like maybe a week or two, I found a pretty good job. And um, when I when I found that job, I said, you know what? This is where I'm going to make my stand. Mm-hmm. this is where I'm going to make myself. And I, I worked for that job about three months and I, I got a superintendent position where I, where I had crews, I had my own job site and I, I worked for that company for about two years. The guy that I worked for was just terrible. He was an ass dude. He sucked. Dude, he sucked so bad. He was going to, he was going to fight me one day. And I was like, dude, you are way too big for me to be fucking fighting. Like, you will whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I ended up leaving him. But by the time that I left, I had finished, you know, uh, so many projects for that company. We were doing high-rise apartments with, with at minimum 400 apartments per building. And I was mm. over that, catching meetings for, for three or four of those things, you know, uh, every day of the week and just keeping up with the material. It was It was a lot. And that's where I started you know, kind of realizing that I've got the mindset, but where I'm at and the way I'm being treated is not okay. I started having anxiety Mm -hmm. and panic attacks. Um, But that, that all kind of led to me, uh, me having another downfall almost because I was beaten down from my job. My, Mm -hmm. my, the, the superintendent on my main job site was, just a big of an ass as my main boss was an ass. Mm-hmm. And I was 21 years old, 21 years old running this stuff. And my mom dies. My, my mom passed away. And I found out, I found out from like seven phone calls that morning. And I found out from my boss, I had just quit on for like, you know, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I broke down at that, at that point. I, uh, I kind of lost my whole train of thought. You know, there was never a, power of positive thinking moment in that in those few months that I had I didn't get right for probably three or four months and I and I kind of went back to just smoking just so much weed just an unhealthy amount of marijuana and and drinking drinking every chance I could you know there there wasn't really any pills in my life at that point it was just the weed and the, and the drinking and uh my girlfriend kind of gave me a um ultimatum. A, uh, ultim- yeah an ultimatum and she said look you know I love you but the way you're living right now is not the life I'm going to live. So mm. you need to figure out yeah, if this is what you want to, you know what I'm saying? She was like, so you need to realize, you know, you need to figure out if this is the life that you want to live, you know, and if this is the life you want to live, I'm, I'm not living it with you. So mm. I, I literally, I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm done. And um, that was, uh, that was like February of 2017. And I haven't smoked since. Um, I, I quit drinking there for a few months. And I, I never, I don't really have an addictive personality except for t- tobacco. I, I freaking mm-hmm. love dip. God, I love dip. Um, I've been trying to go with Joe <laughs> for years. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, I got back drinking just kind of casually, just, you know, drinking mm-hmm. with dinner and stuff like that. And um, I, got a, I, I got a job. Job wasn't so great. Got a new job. I worked there for, you know, quite a while. And it was, uh, it was gravy, dude. It was, it was Sam's club. I was changing tires all day. Could complain. I made decent cash. You know, I, the, everyone that I worked with is, is super cool. Like I'm still in touch with those guys. Um, mm-hmm. wait, wait, me and, uh, me and my, my old manager that I gave the hardest time in the world, harder than I've ever gave Phil. 
<laughs> me and him had a two longer two hour long conversation just like two or three days ago and uh yeah he's a great guy he's a christian though you can't i can't deal with that <laughs> no hating but i do understand no. <laughs> for, for, oh. if anybody if anybody listens to this dude i i have no hate i just joke I, it's all it's all fun and games i take nothing seriously man yeah those but, who do you know life's gonna be hard but you know and then when i started working there that's when i started getting back on my my grind my power of positive thinking my you know uh, see it achieve it nothing's gonna stop me you know let's let's get down to business let's 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 create something here and uh my 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 explorer had blown up my explorer went dead and my girlfriend had to give me a ride to work luckily she worked just right down the road and so she would drop me off for work and uh, i had put in my two-week notice i well, really this is what happened was I, uh, I contacted Lee Company. It's a heating and air uh, company here in uh, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. uh, they're they're huge. And I'd I'd always heard, man, you get a job here, you're in. You know, this is the best company ever. So I called them. I set up an interview for like you know a week or a week or so in advance. And the day that I I got the interview set up, I quit my job. I, I put in a two week notice, and mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't care what happens. I'm doing it. I'm not coming back here for two weeks. I don't even know if my Explorer is going to get fixed. You know, I have no idea what's going to happen. And so my manager at the time, he's kind of giving me you know, a hard time about the power of positive thinking. You know, he's, you know, he's just, he's just hassling me. No, mm-hmm. nothing too serious. And um, I, I looked at him and I told him, I said, you know what, dude? I said, when I leave here, when I leave here, I'm going to have a job at Lee Company. I'm going to go. And I'm going to find the biggest, most obnoxious truck I can find on a car lot, and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and I said, the next time that I come to the Sam's Club, I'm going to walk out with a pallet, one of those little blue rolly pallets that you buy your groceries on, and I'm going to load it up, and I'm going to walk out. And he was like, okay, you know, okay, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And I said, you know what, you're right, we will see. And uh I did exactly what I told him I was going to do. I got the job at Lee Company. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got the job at Lee Company. My Explorer could not be fixed. They were mind blown about why this thing could not be fixed. They wanted me to keep it because I was like, I was only like 150 bu- or $240 away from having it paid off. They were like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to have this vehicle. It's almost paid off. We can't make mm-hmm. any money off this thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, they were like, they were like, really just pick, pick a car. Take a car off a lot, and it's it's yours. You just make the 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 sales tax on it. Mm. I said okay. Looked out in the parking lot. They had this big, jacked up, obnoxious red Ford with swamp tires. You know, big rim, twenty twos. And I was like, that's it. That's the one I want. That that's the one I'm leaving with. And I love so, it, dude. Uh, so I so we got the truck, and I started my job at Lee Company. And the very next time I showed up at Sam's Club. I walked out with the pallet full of Gatorade, sodas, you know, meat, salmon, you know, chips, everything. Maybe even maybe even a, a new sweatshirt. Who knows? I can't remember <laughs> that day. It doesn't matter. But it was a it was a great day. It was awesome that I finally did what I said I was gonna do. And I realized that being positive, that speaking things into existence actually fucking works. 
<laughs> I love it, dude. I didn't, even, I didn't even have to say it. I didn't even have to ask for it. You already knew. I love that, yeah. man. And, um, you know, and, and uh, my old manager was, like, out there, like, looking at my truck, and I was showing him some blueprints of a, of a job that I was working on. And uh, he was like, he's like, wow, man, that's pretty cool. And I said, I just looked at him. I said, told you so. I fucking told you so. I told you this was going to happen, man. Then nobody will listen to me. Don't nobody will listen to Q Dog. That's something that I've learned in my life. Don't nobody will listen to me. So I just give up. I just listen to myself. I talk a lot. I love it, man. I love it. You were so headstrong. You always set out and do what you say you're going to do. I mean, you're a knucklehead sometimes in the wrong direction, but you will bulldog your way out of any situation that I've ever seen. I love it. Oh, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. See, um, there was something I was kind of thinking about, trying to put into perspective uh, for for people to understand. And I, I was I was explaining this to you earlier. Was that you know, I'm not I'm not doing this for uh, you know internet fame or clout. I don't even have an Instagram. I don't even have a Facebook. You know, I don't have any way for people to say say dude, good job. You know, that means nothing to me. What, what this means to me is helping, helping you along your way and helping anyone that hears this and can say, wow, you know, that, that fucking helped. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you. You know? And, uh, so, so the way that I look at things is if you're, if you're in a situation kind of like, like I've been in, you've been in, anyone else has been in where you're flat on your back and the universe is on your chest and it's just beating the dog shit out of you. Just repeatedly punch in the face, in the face, in the face. Look, and the universe is just tearing your ass up. And then you've got the world. The world is standing over there digging through your pockets, stealing everything you got. If the, <laughs> if, the, <laughs> dude, if the only thought in your head is not, if it's not this, then you've got, to, you've got to figure some shit out. But if it's not, how do I get up and whoop this motherfucker's ass right now? you you've got you've got to figure something out dude because that's the that's the only way i live is if if i'm getting the hell beat out of me my 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 response is not how the hell do i get away from this or or let me go get in this corner over here and start crying in a fetal position my 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 only thought is how the hell do i win this how the hell do i get up out of this and win it's the only thought i have and that's that's the mentality that I want to spread to people. I, I'm, uh, my, well, I, I try to be as motivational as I can to people that, mm -hmm. that need it. But my motivation is like, it's, it's, it's hardcore. I, you know, I played football. So, well, it so comes from understanding your experiences, you know, and you've yeah. already been through so much shit that like, you, you can no longer run from it. Hiding in the corner no longer works. And it, life has just caught up and literally just kept pounding until, I would imagine you said enough is enough. I mean, I've yeah. tried it all. The only thing left to do is freaking fight. And so people yeah. who haven't gotten to that point won't understand. It's like me when I hit my rock bottom and I had to make the decision, stay or go. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm either out of here. I'm, I'm hell-bent on a mission of you know self-discovery and all this stuff. But until yeah. you hit that point, you, you're not going to really become a fighter. But I think, you know, hearing yeah. our stories and then, you know, our experiences and stuff, maybe – it'll spark something off in, into some people and have them to start understanding that like, you've got to start making these decisions. You've got to start working towards it. You, you can't run, you can't cower, you can't blame. You've got to just push forward. No, dude, that's, that's the only way. 
only way. It's the same thing, same thing with small things, not just the big things, small things too. How do I, how do I beat this? How do I win? Mm-hmm. I'm not losing this. And then, um, uh, what, what is it? Just the, the, the little, the little victories every day, you know, hype yourself up sometimes when you do something, when you do something good, hype yourself up. Like, oh, yeah. like, like, like today, like mm-hmm. I, I, I've been uh, helping my grandfather out. I've been doing a lot of stuff for him until I start school, uh, this weekend or whenever um (laughs) i've been helping him out around the house trying to fix some stuff for him and i fixed his fence and the fence has been broken since i was like little like it has never worked it has never worked as a swinging gate and i fixed it today i fixed it today all it took was just you know like 30 minutes you know 40 minutes of work and i fixed it and i hyped myself up i said you the man hell yeah you the man you did this you know pat on the back this is all you this ain't nobody else this is you and then one thing I do to myself that a lot of people would argue, but it's what helps me is um, I, if, I, if I fuck up and I mess something up, it's Q-Dog, E-Step, you're an idiot. Why would you do this? Look at yourself. Go take five. Go look in the mirror. Look how dumb you look. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things. And, and that's what pushes me to do better. Because well, now, I is, don't that, have... is that negative self-talk or is that discipline? Now, if you slack off and say, man, I should have done this now being a dumbass, but you can't beat yourself up when you're doing something like for the first time or. No, no, no. There, there. Is it more from a discipline standpoint then? It, it almost, almost from a discipline, but it's just also um, just how I was taught to my whole life. That's where I, that's where mm. I corrected my errors. You know, I corrected my errors through, <laughs> um, through you fucking idiot. You dumbass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it was just, it's just those things, you know, I, I messed something up, even the smallest thing. There you go. Good job, idiot. No, you don't, or, uh, one thing that I tell myself a lot is if I'm struggling, if I'm struggling with something, quit being a bitch. Just don't be a bitch about it. Don't be a bitch about it. And you got this, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things, but like, it doesn't affect me negatively. It, it could affect other people's negatively. Everything I do is not going to work for everyone else. Everything you do is not going to work for me or anyone else. Uh, but it works for you, works for me. So that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'm I'm trying to think how to how to how to transition into this. I, I don't want people um, left on a cliffhanger where as to where I I got the uh, the the Lee Company job. But so a couple years. Uh, the the lead company job didn't work out. Um, they they put us on hold, told us to work in a factory. I said I'm not working in a factory building mm. sheet metal uh, mm. for two weeks. I'm gonna work in a factory ten minutes from my house. Didn't do it. Um, ended up working. Uh, at, got a sales position at a Firestone, and I, and I just kind of took that until uh, my next move. It was something just to help pay bills until my next move. I ended up making really good money there. And I was like, dang, this ain't so bad, but I've got to start school. So I, uh, I signed up to get my heating and air license, not to necessarily work for a heating and air company, but to start my own heating and air company. Mm-hmm. Um, coronavirus hit. God, it hit so hard. <laughs> it hit so hard. And uh, so we kind of decided that my gr- it was my girlfriend's idea. Everything that I've accomplished in life within since the age of, you know, 22, 23 
could not have been accomplished without my girlfriend. And I'm so lucky for her. I'm so lucky to be able to say that because there's not not many people in that in that stance in that in that place in life where they can say, "Yeah, I've accomplished all these things, but if it wasn't for this person beside me, it would have never got done." You know what I'm saying? I do want to talk about that a little bit later, so I'll let you finish your story, but I do have a point okay. that I want to make. Okay. And so her idea was, let's buy a house and and flip it. And I at that moment in life at that moment in life, I I thought I'd never heard anything dumber. I was like, this is gonna be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We are in a pandemic. We're not even supposed to leave the house. And you wanna go buy a, a house. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna go buy a project to flip. And so, you know, I was like, you know what? What's 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 the biggest risk? We we pay cash for a house and can't no one take it away from us. You know, it's 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 ours. So we did. We went and we found a cheap little house, full circle on this one. It's right beside my my one of my best friend Clay Brown, the guy that I was helping flip his houses. It's the neighbor house to to those houses. And mm-hmm. um, I said, you know, when it was up for sale, and we went and looked at it. I said, it's 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 full circle. This is the universe telling me this is the house I got to buy. And uh, <laughs> so I worked on it. I worked on it for maybe two months. I didn't really get that much time into it. I did get it completely gutted. And then when I got ready to start buying lumber and stuff for it, lumber had like shot through the roof. Like it was, you know, three times the normal amount. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, hold on. You know, we don't have, we don't have anyone backing us. We don't have any investors. We don't have any uh, financial support on this. So let's just, let's just slow down because we could end up losing our ass on this job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I picked up a little work with a, uh, with a family member, just kind of helping him out here and there. And um, we were we were living with her uncle paying rent at a uh, at a trailer, um, straight out of the trailer park. You know me. Um, it's making so, it happen, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was working for him, and um, we just kind of we kind of came together one night and said we need to buy a house to live in, and we're going to be buying most of our houses in Lawrenceburg. This is something that we want to do in the future: is keep buying houses. So why not buy a house in Lawrenceburg? It's where I'll I'll be closer to the homes that I can flip and remodel and stuff like that. And um, that's what we did. I was working on my rental property one day, and um, I looked up uh, looked up a couple of houses on Zillow. Seen this one called the Real Estate Agent. Looked at it. I was like, this is it. I love it. I want it. And three months later, it, I know it doesn't take three months to buy a house, but for us, it did. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Three months later, we got the house, moved in in November, and we haven't been happier. Our dogs haven't been happier. And, um, you know, with with lumber still up where it is right now, it's so expensive. It's so expensive to do anything to a, to a house when you don't have the the financial backing on that. Um, right. We, we, it's kind of set dormant. Um, I start school to start selling insurance this Friday, and uh, that is so my girlfriend can – go down to part-time at her job and she can go back to school she's an esthetician she went to school for like eight nine months to get that license turns out she doesn't like it she loves the money but doesn't like the job she wants to go back and do something else which i'm a-okay with and while while we're both doing this we can afford to pay someone to work on the houses for us we we got two houses um within six months of each other in 2020 and um 
I'm hoping the plan is to buy two more in, in the year of 2021. And then the year 2022, maybe four houses. And then 2023, maybe six houses. You know, just, just slowly build, build, you know, our, our revenue, slowly build our rental properties, slowly build, you know, houses built and sold. Just, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a slow moving process because we don't have a ton of money. We, you know, we're, we're basically poor people but we just got really lucky with owning homes. Did you already listen to the episode I did with Davis? I, I listened to, uh, yeah, I listened to that. Um, what what's well, was at one point he was, he said that, uh, he said, man, I'm just as broke as everybody else. I just work twice as hard. Cause you know, yeah, he said no, people- yeah, dude, no. Yeah. I remember that. And I, and I resonated with that. I was like, I was like, this dude's got it going on. He knows exactly how it works. You, don't, <laughs> you, you know, when, when you say you're self-employed, which I've been, when you say you're self-employed, you're actually just saying that you're unemployed because you don't make any money. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you, you make, you make no money at all. You're just unemployed. It's a, it's a fancy way to say you're unemployed. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, I'm in that same boat. No, so you, I mean, I absolutely love your story. I know there's so much more left to it, but you've already dropped so many amazing points. There's a few things that I picked out as far as similarities um, that not only share the experiences that I've had, but also shared my philosophy. And so I did notice you kept saying it multiple times in your life, when you were in a situation that you didn't like, or that did not serve your purpose, or, you know, did not fulfill you, that you would get anxious, depressed, your panic attacks started spiking, that's when you'd start throwing up. It's so like when you were in Pensacola, and, you know, I was doing my college thing, and it just wasn't like a, uh, a good environment for you to work and be a part of, you know, nature and be close to your Tennessee lifestyle. You know, you felt yeah. like this is not where I belong. And so that was a sign in your gut saying, you got to get the hell out. Yeah, yeah. My, my body, my body told me that. You know, that, that was nothing mental. It was just, you know, it, it became mental, but it was just, uh, it was just getting sick, dude. Just like, like being actually worried about my health for a moment. And, and then my body saying, you know, my mind saying, you know what, you got to go home. You got to go home. You got to fix things. You got to do things right there. You know, you, I, I came there, I learned how, you know, I learned, I learned the bare minimum of what I needed to know mm-hmm. to be somewhat successful. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I just took that home with me and I started, I started from, from square one. I started rubbing two sticks together, man. <laughs> I love it. No, it resonates with me, dude, because like I've noticed when I'm doing something that I should not, like if it doesn't serve me, if I'm, if I'm making decisions that I know will not get me to the end goal of where I believe I'm supposed to be, I start manifesting my worries and stuff as anxiety and as stomach problems. Hell, I remember, dude, you know, in college when I was so, egotistical i didn't know who the hell i was i was infused like infused with alcohol and fucking nice clothes to try to wear this persona of somebody that i wasn't and it got down to a point where any like especially like girls dude when i would start hooking up with women at one point i had to wake the hell up and go what the hell am i doing and that's when i realized this is not where i'm supposed to be so from then on like any any girl that i talked to like i would start like projectile vomiting I, i hate to say it like it's gross, but like my stomach would get so torn up and I could not yeah. figure out why. And it's just because, you know, it's happened other times as well, but 
it's just that sign of you've got to start making a change. Hello, you got to wake up. Something's not right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's crazy how that happens. Um, you know, it, you, you could feel fine. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you could know something's a little bit off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could feel fine in your body. Your brain starts. If your brain's conscious is feeding it. Yeah. 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 Your brain's sitting there telling you this is not all right. And you're not listening to it. It starts attacking other parts of your body. You start. Yeah, dude, seriously. It's, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, what, what, uh, what else you got for me over there? So I was just curious, you know, when did you meet your girlfriend? And she seems to be, like you said, just the reason that you've really taken off. And that's, it resonates with me because my parents were the exact same way. You know, they were younger. They didn't have the best households to grow up in. And so at 17 and 19, they ended up meeting and, you know, started their life together and just built everything from where they were at to now. Um, and I'm just curious how that's worked out for you because I'm the flip side of that. I've kind of grown up with the belief that I have to be able to provide or I have to have the house first or I have to be like this type of person before I can even entertain a relationship. But then you say that she's the reason why you have it in the first place. So and yeah. I just, that's two different perspectives and I, and I love yours, but it's like, for some reason I can't even, it's like, I try, I'm not lonely enough for like a warm body. Like I don't go to the bars and stuff and mm-hmm. hook up anymore and like that. It's gotta be deeper. But at the same time, it's like, even though I, I would, I would like that comfort or companionship, I can't bring myself to even entertain it because I don't, I have those beliefs inside of me that I, I can't. So I don't know. Does that make sense? Have you ever experienced no, that? No, no. Yeah, no, no. That, that makes tons of sense. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that before I, before I dive into her. <laughs> um. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she wants to get married. She she wants us to get married. She wants us to have a kid. I refuse to marry her until we, well, re- really it was, you know, until we got a house. Now we've got a house. And now I just want us to both be, both have steady income, both be happy with our job, both be happy with our lives. Because if we're not happy with our lives, and you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, me and her could get into an argument, you know, tomorrow and be like, you know what? If I get, we're done and break up. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get divorced. You know what I'm saying? We can just walk away from this thing. I want both of us to be happy, which we which we are. We're happy with each other. I drive her nuts. I, this I'm sounds more like a safety security issue. You want yeah, the house, but now that you got it, you realize that things are still a little uncertain. Let's try to get a better foundation. Is that well, well, no, not no, not so much of that. It's just um. I want us to be happy at our jobs. I want us to be happy in every aspect of our life. That mm, way, when we, when, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're, we're both, you know, I, I'm over here doing this one day. I'm over here doing this the next day. She's got this job and she freaking hates it. And, uh, you know, I, I want, I want her to be happy. That's, that's the whole reason I'm, I'm selling this, getting this insurance job. I don't, I don't want to sell insurance, but it's what I got to do to make her happy. You know, not me selling insurance isn't going to make her happy. Me selling insurance so she can leave her job and get a get a better job is what's going to make her happy. She's your um, wife, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so uh, one one other thing about it is, I want to be able to afford the biggest, most expensive fucking ring on this planet. I want her to have a ring as big as your mama's. 
plain and simple. I want her wrist to hurt. Because that's what she deserves. She don't want it, but cares what she wants. That's what she's getting. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what she deserves. Uh, so I want to, I want to be able to, uh, to afford that, at least finance it maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that's, that's what I think she deserves. Uh, I've, I've got, I've got the engagement ring. I'm, I've already told her and she's okay with it. I want to give her my mom's ring, her engagement ring. Cause that's, that's, you know, that's special to me, but her wedding ring, <laughs> that motherfucker going to be thick. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm hoping for, you know. I, so I and I, I just don't. Wait, so you get you've given her the engagement ring? Did you already? No, propose? no, 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 no. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I so, so that when that time comes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When okay. when that time comes? Because when when mom passed, they were like, See, I, I know have your mom's rings. They, yeah. They're like, I have your mom's rings, and this is you know, if you ever need them, let me know. And so I, I asked her. I was like, you know, when I propose, is it okay if you know? I give you that ring, cause I, cause I don't want to like propose to her with my mom's, you know, engagement ring, and her be like, what the fuck, what? like this is not a, you know, she's not mm-hmm. that type of person, but still, you know, I want to check with her on that. Yeah. Um, but back back to the beginning when I met her, <laughs> um, uh, I was uh I was at Walmart. I was in there to buy a movie. I was in there to buy a DVD. Uh, me and me and my roommate at the time, we used to go. We didn't have you know cable or anything like that, so we just go buy DVDs every once in a while. Go dig in the five dollar bin, and uh, we went to Walmart and um, we 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 made eye contact a couple times. She came over there, gave me her number. I reached out to her, and um, it was it was kind of just downhill from there. You know, it was um, our our first date. Um, God, I hope I'm not wrong about this because she's gonna see this shit. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. I used to. I used to do a lot of drugs back then. Um, and the, and the fact that she's still with me after all of the shit that I put her through is amazing. Is amazing. That's that's why she deserves the biggest ring. But um, I drove through the snow with no glasses, no contacts, in my beat up old Ford truck to pick her up at her parents' house. And we drove, we drove to a, um, we, we, we drove to, to the waterfalls and we went to the waterfalls. I just want to let the listeners know that you're also blind in one eye. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I am blind in one eye. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that was our first day. That was, that was the first thing that, that I really remember about her. And that was kind of when I was like, all right, you know what? I like this girl. I like her. And, uh, we, we hung out quite a bit after that. Um, she, you know, she would, she would come hang out with me at my place and, um, that's where I fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Um, oh, shit. but, uh, when I, when I left, when I left Tennessee to come stay with you, I left everything behind. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say nothing to her. And, um, you know, I, I had to work really hard to get her back. I had, I had to work really hard to get her back. But yeah, you never told me that. If you, you, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of shit that I go through on a daily basis that I don't tell nobody about. I just stuff it down. And um, so, yeah. That ain't good. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, it's not good, but that's just the way I deal with shit. Um, and I'm just... <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just lucky that, that I was able to get her back. Cause I, 
I fucked up. I made a huge mistake. I made one of the biggest mistakes I could have made. Um, and I say could have because I was able to get her back. Um, and uh, I got her back. And we've been rocking pretty steady ever since. Uh, we've had our fights here and there. Um, pretty sure she hates me, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I would I would hate me too. I am I am so annoying. I am God. I am so annoying. And um, but no no we we love each other. We would do anything for each other. And uh, that's that's just kind of our story right there. We've just been rocking. We're just rocking, baby. That's beautiful, bro. Shit. And I think I told you this the other night, you know, um, it's probably, probably not healthy, but if you look at it this way, you find something, it could be healthy if you treat it the right way. It's, it's healthy for me at least. Um, when, when you find something that you love, when you find something in your life that you love as much as I love my girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, you'll do anything. You'll do anything to keep them around. And you, and you treat it like that. It's like, you know what? If I quit my job today, there's a good chance she's going to leave me. I better have a damn good excuse to quit this job. Uh, if, 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 if I go in here and I burn, or I, I burn half the house down, I better have a damn good reason as to why I burned this house down because she's going to leave me. And so I treat, I treat every day like that. It's, it's just, you know, let's get up out of bed today so I can keep her. If I if I lay around in bed, she dude, she is driven. She's a badass. Uh, she she does deal with you know uh, with, with the depression of her her bad job and stuff, but she's a badass, dude. She you know she is driven as fuck. <laughs> and, um, I love it, dude. She, I love it. Yeah, and so so every morning I wake up, it's I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to work. I gotta mm-hmm. do this to keep her around. She's not gonna support someone just laying in the bed all day. So then um, while I'm at work, I gotta be the hardest worker in here. I got to keep this job so that way I can keep paying the bills. She'll love me. I do. I promise you this right here. This is one thing about her. If she ever found out, which would never happen. If, if she ever found out that I got fired from a job for being like a lazy ass or just, you know, like just fucking off or whatever at, at work, mm-hmm. she, she's gone, dude. She ain't going to put up with that for one second. And, and that's something that I never have to worry about is being lazy or just, you know, uh, not doing my job or whatever. But mm-hmm. if, if that were the case, she's gone. hundred percent. She's gone. She's not going to put up with that. So I, I, that's, that's one, that's, that's one reason that, that I love her so much is that she's just as driven. She's just got to get her, you know, she's got to get her, her mind right. She's got to get out of this bad job that she's in and she's got to, she's got to start working for herself and not others. Before, mm-hmm. So, so she, so she can be where, where I'm at mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. When you're in a negative state, brother, you can't create. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to look around when the world's just constantly beating you up. You're stuck in that situation where it's just you want to pull your freaking hair out. It's hard to go. Well, what do I really want to do? You know, yeah. <laughs> and you got the bills yeah. piling up and everything else. Yeah. You're worried about the next jump and all that stuff. So, hey. And you're you're an amazing man for being able to to support her there, and you know she sounds great to be able to to push you. And I know you were just saying like you don't have known you for years. I consider us we're very close, like best friends, dude. And yeah. you know for you to even hide stuff, you know that you feel like you have to suppress and you feel alone. At least you know you you've got her that you can't let yeah. yourself get down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
it's almost yeah. like not even pushing it down, just like letting it go. Like, I can't even, I don't have time to worry about this. I have to just keep going because this light of mine right here, I, I mean, I've got to take care of. So it's like almost, yeah. it's, yeah, it, it's a beautiful thing, yeah. man. And I, I'm envious of that, or not envious, but. Um, no, it, it'll come with time. You know, it, it like, it's like, I didn't ask for this. It just kind of happened and I took advantage of it. Um, Cause I could have easily just been like, you know what? Not mm-hmm. worth my time, you know, whatever. Well, that's kind of where I'm at right now, dude. Like, <laughs> <gonna be honest. laughs> it's uh, she, she really just didn't give up on me. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was kind of when I realized I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm really about to just screw this thing up. I'm really about to, to ruin this thing. I've got to get my act together. I've got to get, I've got to get my life together. I've got to start doing the things that she needs me to do. You know, she does support me in every way possible right now. Um, I, I, I help her out as much as I can here and there. But um, it's, it's all about pursuing, pursuing our dream of success right now. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm going out and I'm, and I'm setting up all these things. I'm, I'm learning all these skills. I'm, I'm creating all these connections. I'm doing all these things for our future. So uh, it's going to pay off. I know it's going to pay off. And uh, there's going to be a day that... Um, I show you this little clip right here, and I, I'm gonna say, "Told you so." You know, <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's it's one of those things that um, I realize things don't happen overnight, and I I that that's something you gotta learn in the very beginning when you're when you're on this mission to success, when you're on this mission to to succeed in life and leave the past that you had behind you, is that it doesn't happen overnight. It does not happen overnight. You don't become just happy overnight. It's something mm-hmm. you have to work for. And if you can't work your ass off, you're not going to do it. Even if you're not a good worker right now and, and you, you're, you can admit that. You say, you know what, dude? I'm a piece of shit. That's just who I am. You know, you can still change that. You know, you mm-hmm. can still change that. It's not going to happen overnight. <clears throat> you might go into work tomorrow and the first three hours be great. You know, like, you know what? I'm really busting my ass today. This is, this is how I want to work for the rest of the day something piss you off you become back to the old you know lazy bum that you were mm-hmm. you can work for two or three days you know fall back to the lazy bum you were doesn't happen overnight you just keep working hard at being positive at being the best you being mm-hmm. just, just the, here, here's like a small goal that like i try to tell people to do every day mm-hmm. work harder than work harder than the person that pisses you off the most work work harder work harder than that guy work harder than that guy and and i guarantee you (laughs) i guarantee you that you're either going to realize that you're a piece of shit or you're gonna beat him in the next few weeks the next few days next few hours next few minutes you know that's 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 the way i treat every job that i walk into it's like all right this dude pisses me off because he is so much better than me. <laughs> I'm about to outwork the hell out of this man, you know. And that, that's that's the only that's really the best tip I can give somebody that is struggling to get out of that rut, struggling out of struggling to get out of that rut of waking up late, going to work late, um, working working to and from the clock. Mm-hmm. That's that's an issue. That's an issue, man. I, I've been there. I've been there. Once you, once you, once you find find that realization to where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna work before and after the clock, mm-hmm. even if I hate my job, 
even you know even if my boss is an ass that that is when you kind of realize all right i'm doing things you know i i'm i'm making things happen you work before and after the clock not to and from um work as hard work as hard as the person that pisses you off the most you know that those are the two things that are going to make going to make you succeed at your job mm-hmm. 100% 100% don't don't try anything else do those do two you things. think do you think the people who are stuck who are being lazy and things like that do you think it's an inherent laziness or do you think they just can't see like they don't have any hope. They can't see the light at the end of the tunnel or they don't know what their next step is. And say like they do go to work for, you know, three days. A lot of people have the habit of listening to a motivational video. And they're like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Or, you know, starting off their new year's resolutions. (laughs) Oh, no, no, you're, you're, you're exact. But so they'll jump off into it. But if it's not, if, if they can't see themselves losing the weight, if they can't see themselves having the followers or the money or the job or whatever, then they end up just giving up or it just becomes too hard. And they realize, you know what, maybe they haven't realized what I was working for isn't really my passion. That's why I can't stick up with it. But when you, when you try something, you do it for a few days and you fail or you just give up. And then you're like, well, I guess I was being a piece of shit. I think they just accept those labels because it's happened, but that's what makes me so, you know, heartfelt for them. That's why I call it bridge the gap is that's the gap. I believe these people just don't know, like they haven't experienced what they need to do to get there. Like they haven't even had the experience to think of a dream of the possibilities that they could do. I think that we're just so weighed down by we're the piece of shit. We're always lazy. We're not good enough. This always happens to me that you can't even start to dream. And so I think it's that is that's what that keeps people down that right there put me on a put me on an old dirty sofa with a shotgun in my in my you know in my grasp to go mm-hmm. to sleep at night that that mentality right there is where where i ended up mm-hmm. it's you know it's not just one thing or the other it's not just um what what, what did you call it you know in, incoherent uh what what was it <laughs> incoherent uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no just we're like you're like 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 just like laziness laziness or just being depressed or letting things affect you um you know if you're if you're just a lazy person you can defeat that if you're insecure you can defeat that um it's it's different for everyone everyone that's like a piece of shit at work or um doesn't have the confidence to be at work it's it's different for everyone and i, I hope that makes sense and i hope it doesn't make me sound stupid but it's try, trying to explain it is hard. No, it doesn't, and it is different for everybody. What I'm it's, getting it's, to is, I guess, when so, you, so for, when you, for, for piece of shit over here, he's lazy. He's lazy because he just don't give a damn. And that's all there is to it. Okay, so you just don't, don't care then. Not then even like that. Out, yeah, and then piece of shit over here, they're lazy because they're like, this is just, you know, this is just how things work for me. You know, I, why work hard when, when I'm going to get screwed over in the end, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there, I'm sure there's a million other reasons as to why people are lazy. You know, mine, mine would have been is because this is the, this is the, the, the hand I was dealt. Why even work even harder? Why even mm-hmm. work harder than I should when this is all I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I didn't allow that to, uh, to affect me. Um, 
But yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess some people do enjoy more of like they can have a sedentary lifestyle, and you could say that's lazy because in our culture we do have like a get up and go, always be working, and so I, I can understand somebody who does more like enjoy more of a laid back lifestyle. I guess more so I was getting to the point of <clears throat> people labeling themselves as the quote unquote piece of shit and then never being able to supersede that because that's just how they feel that they are. And so, but you, I don't think you're really being a piece of shit. I think too many times people are just lost and, and can't even begin to dream because of their life circumstances being so hard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes sense, but Different I, I can't see it. I, I can't, gotcha. I can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I can't see it because to me, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. You know, like, and I, I, I hate to say Well, I respect like your that. opinion because there's, there's other people who agree with you. Yeah. Me, there's others I haven't even heard of. So, I mean, yes, please let me know. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, you know, it's, dude, if you think that you can't quit being a piece of shit or you, you think that, <laughs> like, you think that, um, this is the hand you were dealt, or I'm just going to be lazy because fuck it, or whatever reason, you know, whatever reason, I don't care what it is. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. You can get up. You have the power to get up at any moment and start working, even if it's one, two, three o'clock in the morning. If anyone's listening to this at three o'clock in the morning, get your ass up and your, and, and your piece of shit. Get your ass up and go do something productive. Seriously, like I, 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 I respect you as a human being. I would never try to offend you but if you're a piece of shit i'm calling bullshit you can you can do better you can always do better you can always do better i don't care what your excuse is plain and simple i love and, it and that 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 might not be the response that you were looking for but i just call bullshit well no dude i mean i think you've really got the, <laughs> the grit of a motivational sp- i mean you're more like a, like a david goggins like i don't give a shit like do the fucking run it's hard <laughs> you know like oh it sucks Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how bad it sucks. It sucks every day being, you know, just driven. Just being driven. It, it feels great, though. God, it feels great. It feels great when you get home and you're like, man, I just worked my ass off today. I can't wait to do it tomorrow. But in the back of your mind, you're like, dang, I'm pretty sore. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it but at the same time, you feel guilty for being lazy. Oh my gosh, man. You know, well, I don't because I, I enjoy my lazy times. Work hard, play hard. I might I'm yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I might take a I might take a whole Saturday or a whole Sunday and just sit around and drink beer. <laughs> I see no problem with it. I, I feel no regret. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no regret. I just feel really good afterwards. <laughs> but um but yeah, no, you're right. Work hard, play hard. You know, if you go out and, and you give your you give your all to a job that pays you nine, ten, eleven dollars an hour, and you and you're giving it your all, and not just a your all, you know, type deal. showing up. Like you're, yeah, you're you're actually giving it your all. Um, you know, you you feel the satisfaction when you come home, even if you know you can't afford to pay the bills on your own. And you're relying on so and so to help you pay your bills, or you're you're only able to contribute this much, but you went to work for five days, six days a week, and you worked your entire ass off. Ain't nothing nobody can tell you, and ain't nothing better than that feeling, you know. And, and I I I have a problem with um uh like authority, I guess kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like people telling me what to do, which is why I'm trying to strive more for the self-employed title. 
where I'm mm-hmm. doing rental properties and building houses. Um, what, when I have that, when I have that week or I have that day and I go out there and I bust my tail and I, I bring home a little, little bit of money and I throw it in the, throw it in the jar. I can say, you know what? Can't nobody tell me shit. Can't nobody tell me nothing. I don't work my ass off to get to where I am to do what I do for a living. And even if it ain't nothing, even if I live in a, in a one bedroom shack where I came from, if, if I would have went and I busted my ass that day and I came home, I would have still said the same thing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. That's, that's, that's not, you know, that has nothing to do with, you know, trying to get out of that. It's just go work as hard as you can for that day. Go work as hard as you can all day long, all week long, all month long. And you're going to feel that entitlement. You're going to feel that, you know what? I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like I worked really hard this week. Can't nobody say nothing to me about not working hard. They can say something about my house. They can say something about my truck and the clothes I wear, but they can't say nothing about my work ethic. Oh my God, I love that. And that ties into a couple of things too, because my dad always said, you know, motion creates emotion. And so to sit there, if you are depressed, if you are, you know, stuck or really don't know where to go, the biggest thing is just to start. Even if you do have a nine, 10, $11 an hour job, man, I feel so prestigious or whatever. You've got to understand that laying around or not working hard or not doing extra, actually it's going to hurt you. But when you put your body through something hard or even, you know, when you go to the job that you don't want, but you still put a smile and you bust your ass there at the end, not only have you done something, but now you can look back and say, I've accomplished this. You have that Hmm. small win and that's where nobody can tell you different, but also the fact that you're out moving, you are working your ass off. You're either getting more in shape or you're learning new skills that and you're also running into new people. You're having new experiences. You are allowing the life to come to you now because you're out and about and you're doing things. And as long as you're open to opportunity, they are going to come and find you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I think I think your dad is one of the smartest people I've ever met. You know, he, <laughs> he may not be the best looking person I've ever met. <laughs> But he he might be the smartest. Does he watch these things? Is he going to watch this? I he will, but I actually have not told them yet. Um, I've, all my life, dude, I've been the kind of guy that would just talk shit up. I would like to get the accolades before I ever did anything. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, I'm starting a podcast, dude. That's so great. I'm already feeling good. It's that false dopamine. And so, you know, I would talk about business ideas or starting something else new. And my dad was like, dude, just shut the fuck up and stop talking about it. Just do it. I don't want to hear about it. Just do it. And so I said, smart, smartest man I know, but probably the most ugly person I know. (laughs) Don't say that, brother. Cause he's at, you know, come on now. (laughs) He's going to beat you. He's going to drive around to Tennessee just for that. No, uh, no, no. You, you Dylan and Dalen, y'all got y'all's good looks from your mama. <laughs> Phil's gonna no, beat your ass. But no, nah, he'll end up seeing this. I'll show him. Um honestly, you know, I was this this whole thing kind of took me by surprise, dude. I mean, for years I've yeah. been kind of thinking about, you know, wanting to do a podcast of some sorts and just, you know, my belief system would tear me down just after everything that I'd kind of read and done. And honestly, bro, it just got to a point where like I just wasn't feeling fulfilled by anything that I was doing. And then I look around at the state of the world and I was just like, you know what? If I got my limit, if I took away my beliefs and I just listened to the daydream, what would happen? 
And when I started dreaming about talking to people and learning things and just seeing where my life could go or who might be impacted or who I might save or whatever, that became yeah. greater than the fears that I had. And so I just, you know, decided to start going for it and having those small wins and just, you know, try not to really give a shit about what people think unless they, even, you know, whether it's good or bad, like I want to do this like strictly for me to help people. Like I know how bad no, it is to sit there with a the gun in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, yeah. same situation with me, dude. Like it literally got to a point where I was like another second and an ounce of pressure away from taking my head off. And then sorry for being graphic, but let's just be real here. And, you know, always dealt with it and shit like that growing up, which everybody does. Like that's the thing too, is I felt I was alone. I felt I was special. I felt no one else could understand, but that's just like, we all go through these things. But when you hit that rock bottom and you make that decision, I'm either going to leave or I'm going to stay and play. And when you stay, baby, like that's a whole other realm of like kick-ass that you've got now because you've got to make it worth it. You've got it. Like you're on a mission now. It's no longer that life is dragging you. You're, you're like on a mission to figure this shit out. Or at mm -hmm. least, you know, you, you start busting ass and trying to get to the next step to, you know, have something you never had or just accomplish something because, you know, you always said that you couldn't. You know, I, 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 I've been saying this for, for a hot little minute here. Um, our, our generation, and even maybe the next two or three generations, well, I don't, I don't really know how that works, but our children, our mm -hmm. children, they're, they're going to be so much wiser. Like my kid, my kid, I feel like he's not going to have a, a trouble in the world. You know, if, if a girl breaks his heart, he can't, he can't help that. That's going to happen, son. You know, but it, what, what I'm trying to get at is serious. You know, I went through depression. I got diagnosed with depression in the fifth grade. Dude, I got the beef fifth. with fucking psychologists, bro. I mean, I'll, I can write. That's a whole other conversation we can jump into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was told I was depressed in the fifth grade. I had se severe depression. And, I, and my mom told me, and I was like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, I have no idea what depression means. I might have, but I know that I did because, again, this is going to get a little dark for, for your viewers. The first time, the first time that I actually tried to commit suicide and, like, actually attempted, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally an Eminem, it's literally an Eminem lyric that I didn't realize until later on in life. I literally tried to hang myself from the top bunk of my bunk bed with a belt. And I was, dude, seven, eight, nine years old. And it was because my my mom was so hard on me. Like, my mom was, love her to death, you know, wish I could have her back. But growing up, she was tough, dude. It, it was bad. I'm not going to get into, you know, the, the nitty-gritty details of it, but she was yeah. tough, dude. And um, I, I literally tried to hang myself, and I was like, you know, in elementary school from the top bunk of top bunk of my bunk bed. And um, <laughs> this does get kind of funny. Uh, I can bring some light to it. Um, I hit the floor. It didn't fucking work at all. <laughs> I hit the floor pretty fucking hard. And um, my mom, my mom was like, "What was that?" Oh. Like, Nothing, you know, nothing, you know, nothing's going on in here. Definitely not trying to, you know, hang myself in here. 
you know, like, uh, it's just, you know, it, I can laugh at it now. You know, I can laugh at it because I know I'm never going back there. I mm-hmm. know that they, that those thoughts will never cross my mind again. If, if I, I'll tell you the same thing that old buddy says, I, uh, forgive me for not remembering his name. He's a huge um, inspirational speaker. He's kind of bald, got freckles on his face. Um, he was going to commit suicide at the Golden Gate Bridge one day, and he got mm-hmm. talked down. And he still fights with suicide to this day. The man is clinically, you know, clinically sick and, and mentally, and he, he fights depression every day. He can't figure out a way to beat it. And uh, he, he literally says it. If, if I get... If I get if I end up dead and it's called a suicide, start an investigation. He said, "Look into it because it's that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's not me." And the same for me. If I end up dead and they're like, "Yep, he committed suicide," dig into it, boy. It wasn't me. Yeah. I did not do that. No, I, I'm not giving up like that. I ain't gonna lose like that, son. But you know, it's um, it's. It, it's it's all about really it's it's all about not letting the world win you were you were put here on this planet for a reason but you weren't told what that reason was and i and i feel like a lot of times a lot of times um you know suicide falls from not knowing your place in this world not giving the world time to show you your place um you know god or whoever rests their soul um one of my girlfriend's uh, best friends growing up, she she committed suicide this morning. And this uh, morning, yeah, this morning, and that that's that's why I was super pumped up and you know amped about getting on this podcast, where I could I could spread a little bit of um, motivation, mm-hmm. I could sp- spread a little bit of my message to to people. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 killed herself this morning. She she put a video out before she did it, and it's all been taken down since then. And it was a cry for help. No one heard her. No one listened, you know, and, and no, no, everyone listened to that video and they were like, Oh shit, it's about to go down. But before that, everyone was like, you know, shut up. You know, you're being a girl, you're being a sissy, you know, you're, you're being a chump, but really people have to understand that you're not, you're not doing this podcast because, because that's, um, that's what you that's what you wanted to do. That's what the universe told you to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, d- does that make sense to you? Yeah, I was reluctant to do it. I, like, I don't like the attention. Like, I just felt something so strongly <laughs> inside of me that I, I had to start speaking, regardless if my mic works, if, you know, I don't even know what I sound like right now. You know, all these troubles, but like, I have to get these messages out. Yeah. 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 So the, you, you weren't, you weren't born uh, saying, I'm going to do a podcast at 20, 28, 29 years old. 27. That was what, <laughs> we're the same. Oh, we are that close in age. Damn. About a year. Yeah. About a year. I forget. I forget about that. I always think you're older because you were higher grade than me. Um, it's probably because you're smart. Um, <laughs> I just study different um, things, bro. <laughs> um, but, but what I'm getting at is, you know, when, when we're born, we're, we're, we're taught this is how you breathe, this is how you walk, this is how you eat, this is how you brush your teeth, this is how you walk, wipe your ass. Um, but, we're, but we're not taught why we're here. We're not taught what we're supposed to do while we're here other than get a job, make a living, buy a house, get married, have kids, die, and don't forget to pay your fucking taxes. Um, it's 
that's that I really do believe that's where a lot of suicide comes from is where people say, what is my point here on life? Why am I here? This if, if I'm here for no damn reason, why even be here? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And until until you until you dive into something, that's that's where we're at. Me and my girlfriend, we're we're trying everything. We don't know what we want to do for a living, but we know we want to make money. We 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 know we want to live a, a you know a uh, not a luxurious lifestyle, but a very wealthy lifestyle. We want to have the boats, the cars, the four wheelers, the trucks, the 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 double wide on the hill in the middle of a holler. You know, it's um, it's it's um, it's trying everything that you can, trying everything that you can to figure out what it is you want to do. Right mm-hmm. now we're looking we're looking to rent some land. If I can find anybody local to me, if anybody hears this in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and you have land for rent, at least fifteen acres, hit me up. I'll pay you whatever you want, unless it's outrageous, then I'm not paying. <laughs> 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 but we wanna we wanna do cows. Cows is cows is you know uh, is lucrative. It it can be lucrative. And it, it's something that's uh, enjoyable, you know, just going out on the farm. Not being able to use your phone while you're out there because you don't have service, you know it's 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 all those little things in life that America has forgotten about that kind of kind of connects you back to the earth, and that's what gives me a lot of time to think. While I'm at work, a podcast plays or music plays, but I'm not listening very hard. You know, I listen I listened to your podcast today because I wanted to hear what Davis and you had to say for yeah. sure. But like, like I turn on like either like Stephen Crowder or whoever else I might listen to at the time. And um, I, it, it's going. I'm listening to it, but every 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 time they say something, I think about it. I think of my reaction. I think of my thoughts on it. I think of mm-hmm. how I could have replied better. I think of what I could do better than that situation. And so, when when people people get lost in this world and they say, "Why am I here? This is pointless. I should just kill myself now." It's not the answer. It's not the answer. It's never the answer. You have a purpose, and the, and the, and the, you know, the, the same me. thing. Call me if you if anybody hears this. Like yeah. honestly, shoot me a DM or something. I mean, we'll get to the bottom of it. It's yeah, not, it's yeah, not dude, worth it. Yeah, dude, hit 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 him up, man. It's um, it, it's it's really really not worth it. I I just seen a a super a super a super you know sobering uh, TikTok the other day. I love TikTok, but God, do I hate it. <laughs> Same, dude. <laughs> I have I have more complaints about TikTok than I should for as much as I watch it. Um, but I seen a super sobering video on there the other day of this streamer. He played video games for a living. This man had the lifestyle, dude. He he made X amount of dollars a year just by playing video games in front of people that love to watch him play them, you know? And he committed suicide just a few hours after he left that stream. Wow. He, he knew that playing video games wasn't his purpose. So why not try something different? Mm-hmm. Why not go for broke? Why not quit it and just try what it is that you wanted to do? I mean, let it get worse before then. Like, I, that was the thing, dude. Like, yeah. honestly, when I was, so my situation, like, you know, I had done very well. You know, I was, 
I graduated college, wasn't using my degree, went out to Colorado, ended up being broke, had to sell my truck, bought a U-Haul, came back to Georgia with 400 bucks in my pocket, started working for my family, got my truck and my trailer and everything. Dude, I'm set up, like I'm making great money, I'm doing everything well, but like I just wasn't freaking happy. And I was just so like lost in my own mind that I couldn't get out. So when I hit that moment, I finally decided like, all right, it's, it's time to, to change. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. When you, when you when you when you decided it was time to change, you had to make that move. You couldn't mm-hmm. sit stagnant in that lifestyle. Well, no. So it's what I was gonna say was so you know that brought it back. So I'm, I I get distracted easily. But no. So when I was making that decision and I was about to leave, I was like, wait a minute, because like I said, dude, I'm mad. Pressure on the trigger and everything. I don't know how like it didn't go off. Stopped. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. I've still got like money in the bank. Like, why the fuck am I gonna leave? If, if I just let my, if life did not exist, if I didn't have to have the house, if I didn't have to listen to the family, or if I just, if the world went away and I could just take this money and go on a vacation or just start, yeah. just start becoming whoever the hell I want to be, start speaking up. And that was the thing, you know, I would hold things in. So I started saying shit and just becoming me. And I was like, you know what? Like go for broke in a sense, do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. But you've still got time. I mean, if it was so bad that I was, you know, broke, naked, sick in the freaking woods or something, then yeah, I could see jumping off a cliff, you know, if, if things got that bad. But it's like, you know, I, you I see what I'm saying though? Like, if you, if, no, you still, yeah, yeah. if you still got so much to lose, then why not just really go all out and have a part? Like, that's the thing. Like, we get so caught up thinking like the world only works one way that we have to participate or that's it. So fuck it. It's either go to work every day or I'm dead. No, like you can do you can live out of a van. You can just walk across to fucking Mexico. You can get a one way to wherever and just do whatever the hell you want. Like you can do anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. The possibilities and the opportunities are there, and that's yeah. So that's, you know, that's what I was wanting to get. At. I was like, I, dude, you know, it's not as dark I, as it seems. So There's happy. always a way out. I am so happy that you said you know the butt naked in the woods kind of thing, because that reminds me of a quote that I love. I love it. Came from a movie. If you if you know, you know. I hate I hate people people say that, but if you know, you know. I ain't gonna throw it out there. But either one of us, any people that that I truly you know connect with that has the same mentality. Mm-hmm. You drop you drop me off in the middle of the rainforest, butt naked. I'm walk out of that motherfucker wearing a wearing a fucking cheetah print suit with chinchillas on my feet and 15 pounds heavier from eating them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna survive, baby. I, I I'm telling you, ain't nothing gonna stop me. I'm gonna come out fresher and heavier than I was before. And that, and that I, I'm I'm so glad you said that because that reminded me of that and. and <laughs> And that, that's the mind that's the mindset that everyone needs to grasp. And like I said, it's not gonna happen overnight. But if they can, if they can, if they can try that, if they can I dude, I remind myself every day. Like I sent you that little that little um you know paragraph yeah. or those, oh, those yeah. little those little points. And I and I tell myself these things every day. And another one that that I reminded myself for a long time was was you're a you're a um you're not a pessimist. You're not a pessimist. That that was all I read every day. Every morning I woke up was you're not a pessimist. You don't dwell. You do not dwell. Even if I was dwelling, even if I was, I told myself that every day. And now 
I don't dwell. I don't, I, I have, I have worries, you know, and I let things get to me. And I, and like I said, I, I stuff them down. Like I probably should. Never ending process, bro. We're never going to stop. Yeah, no, I'm never going to stop, but I don't let them affect me, you know, and, and, and su- suppressing them is probably not going to be good. I'll probably have a heart attack eventually. That's okay. Modern medicine in 2021 is great. I'll be, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, on Western Medicine Week, bro, you got to get into the holistic stuff with the chakras and get that root chakra cleansed out. So no, I mean, some... you're right. You're right. I, I, I do, I do, I do believe in a lot of that stuff. So, you know, it's um, and well, a lot of it, thing... you know, when they say bottle it up and push it down, that's that means when you bottle it up, you're holding on to it. Sometimes you just let it buy, like it doesn't bother you. Now, if you store it and, you know, at night you're in bed thinking, you know, earlier I let this go, but God damn, I hate that motherfucker that was saying this stuff for the bills of power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know you're not doing that. And if you are, then yes, that's unhealthy. And that's something that you've got to like just release. Yeah. But it's, you you take almost like a stoic approach, even though you like don't really admit it, it. But you do understand that the past is the past. You can't change it. Yes, bad stuff will constantly happen. But you realize that these negative action or negative reactions to this stuff doesn't serve you it's like the other day like i finally like i broke down a little bit you know just worrying about like rent or like my trading not going so well or you know being scared about the podcast and stuff and like i would just i let i broke down i let like one tear fall not that it's like bad to let yourself cry please let it out if you need to yeah i just immediately stopped myself within like five seconds and said like this is not serving me you know you scream at the pillow one time you get your shit back together because like I knew the longer that I waited in that state, the more time I was wasting. There's been times too where like something bothers me at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm laying on the couch all day like upset about it. I wasted all that life. What happened in the morning did not, I mean, it carried over into the night. And a lot of times yeah. people let it carry on to the next day or the next week or the next year. And then by 20 years, you're just an asshole. Oh, what, what happened to them? Oh, they got divorced 20 years ago. I can't get over it. You know, so like I realized that it's just a matter of time. And so whether it's five seconds, five minutes, five years, like you've got to put a stop to it. And I just come to realize, and that's with the help of meditation and self-awareness is like, this is a negative feeling. This is not going to serve me. I can't, you know, think to get creative to solve my problems in this state. I have to get out of it and change it. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, the, I want to, I want to touch on this. Cause you, you know, you're talking about mm-hmm. using the meditation, using the chakras, um, cause, cause Real quick, it, is that furnace too loud? Can you hear that? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but like, like doing those things is great, but one of the biggest things is eating healthy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you eat healthy, you eat clean, you, if you eat dead, you are dead. If you eat things that are alive, you are alive. Um, there's a, there's, there's a guy, um, I think his name is Johnny Rocket. He's a, he's a little motivational speaker guy. He's he's dope, dude. He he he's a producer. He produced some of the, the most well-known songs that we, that we know and rap to and sing along with. Um he he lost a ton of weight. He was about to die. He had like a heart attack or something and and he changed his life and he became, you know, super motivational for himself and for others. And um he was like he was like, you know, take an orange. He's like, take an orange. That is nothing but life. He said, the thing is alive. And when you eat it, you, you, when you eat it, you feel alive. You feel more energetic. You feel more awake. And, and when you eat like a piece of just raw hamburger meat, you go to the store and you grab a hamburger, or you go to the restaurant and you grab a hamburger. And after you get done eating that hamburger, you're like, 
fuck, I feel like shit. You know, like you feel awful. Um, my my problem with this world is I, I what I'm trying to get to with that is my problem with with this world is it is cheaper. It is so much cheaper to eat dead, to eat burgers, to eat pizza. I can drive five minutes down the road, ten minutes down the road, and and go get a Little Caesars pizza for $5, and it's going to make me feel like ass. But if I want to go get an orange, if I want to go get a, a sack of oranges, it's going to cost me $5, and that's only good. I can't eat nothing but oranges all day long. You know what I'm saying? That, that I can eat two, three, maybe three, two oranges a day, but I can't survive off that. I need to eat lettuce. What is a sack of lettuce? Five, six bucks. I, I need to eat cucumbers. How much is a cucumber? A dollar a piece? You know, it, it's so much more expensive to eat healthy and live foods than it is to eat these dead, disgusting things that we eat and we love, you know? And, and you can, I, I say, I say disgu- disgusting things they, they taste great and we can make these vegetables and we can make these meals taste great even if they're all vegan even if they're all vegetarian or if, even if they're all was it a pes- pescatarian where we're using mm-hmm. fish, fish. Mm-hmm. yeah you know it's so expensive to eat that way like to get to get like three or four pounds of of uh salmon from sam's club is like 35 dollars that would that that was, you know, four or five months ago. The last time I bought a slab of sandwich, yeah. it's probably up by now. And I, I, I don't take care of this planet the way I should. I let this thing go to hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the type. I'm the type of person where I go bust a lap around, around. Where I, I go out in the country, and I'll drink a twelve pack and throw every can out the window. And and yeah, don't give me that look. You know who I am. <laughs> you can't be doing that stuff now man yeah i know but i do and that's just who i am um but um you know and i, and I, I might want, have to I edit want that it. out they're gonna send you a check in the mail for 1200 bucks in lawrenceville county or whatever lawrenceburg wherever the hell you're at yeah they'll never fucking find me um <laughs> uh but what what I'm saying is like I, I don't I don't take care of the planet the way I should. And the the best way for me to take care of the planet or anyone to take care of this planet is to affect the economy in a way to where it's more expensive to eat bad. You know what I'm saying? When you when you go to a fancy restaurant, that's almost what it should be to go get a burger at McDonald's. Well, so what I'm glad is you that? Picked this what are you point eating? Up. I'm glad you bring this up because it, it ties into really our entire culture. Um, yeah. And in order to have effective change, we would literally have to change our entire culture. It's the way like farming and stuff is done now. It'll never happen. Well, it could. And that's one reason why I wanted to do this podcast is I honestly believe that we could. I think if enough people were to kind of wake up and realize where their money is going and we had yeah. actual resources to it. What I think, though, is we've been set up in a system. They, they pump us all out. We all go to school. We all go to you know college or right into the workforce or whatever. We get a part of this economic machine. Then we got to stay so fucking busy paying for our insurances, our mortgages, our kids, and all this other stuff that we need convenience. <clears throat> convenience is fast food or all these other foods with preservatives yeah. and shit in them because we can't do our own farming. We don't have small businesses or, or local farmers anymore. We've got Walmart, Whole Foods, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and that it just keeps getting, excuse me. <clears throat> there 
good. Throw it. Um, but yeah, so we end up buying into all that stuff because like you were saying, it just, it ends up getting more expensive for the vegetables and everything else. Not everybody can afford time to cook, you know, three meals a day or whatever. Yeah. So we've got to get back to, you know, trying to figure out what type of world we actually want to live in. And instead of getting caught up in the rat race, figure out like, yes, we can all work. And I believe we all should, but like, what are we working for and what are we working towards? And I mean, not only with our food, but like we could save a lot more money if we weren't having to have the nicest, you know, sports cars and stuff or all the jewelry or the, you know, name brand stuff. It's like, what is, what is that saying about you? We're so wanting to fill our egos and show how special we are or rich we are or whatever, but it doesn't better humanity at all. And so if we were to stop. It's the same reason. It's the same reason as I noticed this when I was young and lived in Griffin. Why is there, eight, nine, maybe 10 McDonald's in the city of Griffin. Why? Like, like what? I don't get it. Why? Supply why and demand. Something? If it's, if it's there. Well, I mean. well no, I, I understand the supply and demand thing, but like, why, why wouldn't we push? Why wouldn't we push more, more people to become um, local farmers? Why wouldn't we push more people to, why wouldn't it be popular to, to go to food stands, food markets like they do in like China. I, I don't but you know what I'm honestly trying to think too. <laughs> why, why don't we have our, I mean, I think if you have land, you should almost be required to grow food, but you're actually not allowed uh, to I have, agree with that. you're not allowed to have I your own gardens that. in some states. You're not allowed to collect rainwater and the only states you're allowed to collect solar in, you're actually just extending part of the reach of the, utility company like you don't own your solar unless you buy and install your own panels on like an rv or something it's illegal to have solar panels on your house you have to be tied into the grid and the thing is you don't even use the power from your panel it just gets sent back to them so all they're doing is just putting a farm on top of your house and giving you electricity at a discount yep you know so we're when you start putting that together i don't mean to get conspiratorial but at the same time you gotta realize like why is the world set up the way that it is right now I, I realized that when I looked into buying solar panels, I said, I said, you know, how do they work? So I started researching them and I was like, I was like, how do they tie into the house? I was like, do you just disconnect power from the power pole? You know what I'm saying? And just like tie into like your breaker box with these things. Nah, that's not what you do at all. <laughs> and, and you know, that's, that's when I realized I was like, man, I was like, they're, they got us with no Vaseline. In every they got us with no Vaseline, guys. They got us with no Vaseline, and they're they're at this point in life. Until until we we make a change, you make a change, they make a change, you make a change. There's nothing we can do about it. Absolutely nothing. Not until enough people get together. And I'm not calling for protest. I'm not calling for for riots. I'm not calling for anything. No, like it that. calls for saying. change within yourself. It, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, uh, uh, I use plastic. He's a lot of plastic because mainly because we just bought this house. Uh, you oh, thank God, thank God, I don't have any blue tape up on this wall, but there's still blue tape on you know some of these walls. I, I've there, there's I've got to replace all the outlets. There's so much stuff I still got to do to this thing. We don't have any dishes. We're just like, you know what, until we find the dishes we want, we're going to use plastic cups and paper plates. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we use a lot of plastic, that's terrible for the environment. My, my, my girlfriend is, you know, more so about the environment than I am. And uh, it, it's like you said, it's just a change we got to make. And us sitting here saying that, that um, 
well, we're only doing this while while we, you know, get transitioned into our new house. It's not an excuse. Bullshit. It's because we're just too lazy. It's too. It's because we're too lazy to dig in, go to 10, 15 different stores, and find the dishes that we want. You know. But dude, you it, can just go to Walmart and get you four plates, one one for a dollar or exactly, whatever, just to have something exactly. just to use, and then just buy some nice ones later. That's like you know, I stopped using K cups. You know, because it's like you know, if you use yeah. a little plastic cup every day, that's three hundred sixty-five cups, if not probably about four or five hundred cups for me you know, all year, and that's a lot of plastic, dude, so that I started, like, I got myself a French press now, so I don't have to have that extra plastic, I don't use, like, styrofoam plates, you know, I always try to make sure that I, maybe if I have to wash it or whatever, like, use a regular plate, Yeah. but it's the little things, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, no, you're right, but it's just being aware, and I mean, you can't change your entire life overnight, you know, same with, like, diets and everything else, I mean, you can't just, immediately cut out your entire lifestyle and then just try to pick something else up and be fully green but to at least be aware i mean maybe i'd stop throwing cans out the window but you know what are you talking about <laughs> no but you know i get Where it though am I it, supposed to put them <laughs> I, mean, I don't even recycle dude so I, I can talk shit out like i don't throw it in the street but i do throw it away so i mean i'm, I'm no really better i guess but i just don't like to see stuff on the side of the road um hey uh, i do want to touch on like maybe one or two more things before we end this can we pause this really quick yeah and boom i'm back so we're back we're back man we're back good deal good deal um so yeah so for some closing remarks we went over a lot of stuff today um it's about not giving up, trying to relate with our stories and our personal experiences. I hope a lot of people, you know, could relate to that. Uh, in some closing words, though, you said you've got a little something you'd like to share. Yeah. Um, the, I, really, I just want to um, share some stuff that I, that I repeat to myself on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. and what I did was I took the time to write it down or type it in my phone and um, – just so that way, if, if I ever do seem to get lost or I ever, I ever do seem to, to, you know, get down or whatever, I remind myself these things and I try to repeat them to myself every day. And, but like, I, I think that it could help, it could help someone else. And that, I think I said that earlier in the podcast is, is I'm really just in this to help you help anyone else that's listening that might be in my shoes now or in my sh- previous pair of shoes Mm -hmm. um so um just just for like like starters you know there's there's for me there's six things that um that kind of keep me going every day and those six things is love competition pride past future and luxuries so love would be my girlfriend i wake up every day because i love my girlfriend and i want to keep her around um you know, two, two, I said this earlier in the podcast, I treat everything like a competition. I try to do better than the person that pisses me off. <laughs> Three is take, take pride in everything that you do. Even if it's the smallest thing, even if you tighten, tighten a bolt on a, on a wheel or you, you, you put a screw in or you put a, a air filter in or whatever the case might be and you pimp it, 
pump yourself up. Take a little pride in that. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got like, the worst job, even if you're shoveling shit for a living, man, you just shoveled the shit out of that shit. You did a good job. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it sounds silly, but it's true. It's it's what it's what you need to do to keep your keep your um your spirits high. Sounds like gratitude. Um, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Give, give yourself. If no one else is giving you a pat on the back, pat yourself on the back. It's not weird. <laughs> um, use your past as fuel. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's what I do. It's like, I ain't going back to that. I'm not going to go back to that. So I'm going to take what I went through and I'm going to use that to get me to where I am. I'm going to use that to, to spread my message. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that to tell people it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you came from or how you started or what the stigma of your life is supposed to be is, you know, you grew up in a trailer, boy. You ain't going to be nothing but trailer trash. You ain't going to do nothing but work nine to five down here at the factory, son. That's all you going to be. You can you can beat that. You can beat that 100%. It, it doesn't matter where you come from or what you do or even what you're doing now. Even if you're screwing up now, you can you can beat the stigma of what people think about you. You know, everyone likes to think that their friends don't talk shit about them. Your friends might not talk shit about you, but your friends talk about you. And you got to take that. You got to take that in realization to where it's like, hey, uh, Quentin's doing great. Hey, Darian just started a podcast. Hey, um, yeah, Quentin, Quentin's poor. You know, he ain't never going to do nothing in his life. You know, it's just he's going to end up like his mom and his daddy. Love him. Bless his heart. Exactly. Exactly. You can you can take that and use that shit as fuel. Um, you know, your 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 future. It starts with your next step, and your actual footstep. Every step you take leads you into the future. Just with time ticking, every second. If you're sitting, if I'm sitting here on this couch doing nothing, watching this, um, Dayton. I'm not even going to try to say this word because it's going to make me sound stupid. Duquesne basketball game. If I sat here and that's all I did today was watch this game, I'm not taking any steps further in my future. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam? So every step you take is towards your future. Make sure every step that you take is towards your goal. Every step that you take is towards your 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 end game. Um, and then and like, I think I spoke to you about this earlier off the podcast was, there, there will be days where you don't take any steps, and that's okay. But as long as three, two, four, five days from now, you make up for that, and you take 15, 16 steps towards your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it's, it's, all about, it's all about taking the right steps, making the right moves to get you where you want to go. Um, and, and, and luxuries in life. You know, luxuries. What? Let me let me ask you. What is a lug? What What is a luxury to you? Luxury, honestly, I guess would just be surplus out outside of you know, the roof over your head, food and water. Luxury yeah. would be you know just freedom of time. It's you know getting massages or having steaks or being able to go visit friends in another state or something like that. And not always yeah. like a monetary value, but I think it's just. It's just, it's surplus when you have more than okay. what you need. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I look at it as an even smaller scale, mm. an even smaller scale than that. This is what my stepdad told me. My stepdad, 
and your dad, if they got together, them mother, the, talk about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates put together. You know, that <laughs> dude, I'm telling you that, that I don't know why they haven't linked after all these years. But a luxury is buying that 50 cent soda out of the drink machine. A luxury is having that fresh can of dip. A luxury is having bread on top of the refrigerator so you can make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Luxury is 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 having a, a new shirt from the store that cost you $2. You know, a, a luxury is the smallest things, and people take that for granted. You know, they 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 look at they look at these things as a given. You know what I'm saying? It's like they go and they they go to the store and they're like, "Man, I'm thirsty," and they go buy a Dr Pepper, they go buy a bottle of water, they go buy anything they want, cold beer. That's a luxury, dude. If if you that's cut powerful out powerful as shit, bro. That's probably like one of the best things you said all night. Like, <laughs> I love that. that. That's that's a paradigm shift for me, bro. It's 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 the the little things that are luxury. Having a bologna sandwich for lunch is a luxury. Not everybody gets one of those for lunch. That's a luxury, dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and you can look at it as an even bigger scale. Ha- having, My chest is swelling, phone. man. Like, that's powerful. Having a phone bill, people are like, dang, I got to pay my phone bill this week. You upset about that? That's a luxury, my man. That's something that that you want. That is something that you... Honestly, in this world, which is kind of messed up, you need. But mm-hmm. it's a luxury to pay your phone bill. <laughs> it, it's it, and, and like you said, you know, kind of hanging out, having having the you know free time. That's a luxury. All of the small things that everyone takes for granted is a luxury. And if you treat it like that, I promise you, you'll think of this world so much differently. That's how. How, uh, how many books? A- how many books am I counting right there? 30 30 but maybe not even 30 i can't see that far but every single one of those books when you went and bought it that was a luxury it Mm -hmm. helped you and it was it was a positive luxury but it 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 was it was something that you did not need anything that is not necessary for life is a luxury what do you need for life sleep water food is is that it i mean i mean we we you never seen the show Naked and Afraid? I know we've watched hours of that shit together. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, sleep, sleep, water, and food, those are the three things that you need in this life. Anything other than that is a luxury, and you need to take it for that. You need to uh, respect it for what it is, you know? But it's beautiful, uh, it's, Well, you know, part of manifesting and stuff like that is they say, you know, you've got to feel rich before you become rich. And with what you just said, I mean, it's hard not to feel rich, even though you may not, you know, be a multimillionaire or have the yacht. I mean, you've got food in your stomach or the lights on, or even if it's just the luxury of having people around you that support and love you, you know, and it's just having gratitude for the little things instead of thinking you're doing without. So I love that. That that hit me hard. Yeah, dude, and that's that's what I want to do with just just getting off work, you know, coming on here to talk to you, and and if anybody's listening, I want I want them to hear that that you know these these are just some things I wanted to touch on. So I, I maybe I could I could change someone's perception on the way they look at things. Um, but on, on to my next one is this one's kind of four and five, you know, your past and your in your future is take this with a grain of salt, please do some things 
just to piss them off in, in a positive way, in a positive way. You know, it's like, it's like um, my eighth grade, my eighth grade biology teacher. She sat there and she, or it was, she was a substitute teacher, my bad. She looked at me and she said, you ain't going to do nothing with your life. She said, I'll see you next year in the same class in the same seat. You know, I, I could use that as fuel to just to piss her off. You know what I'm saying? Do some things. Treat it like that. It's like, you know what? Even if she ain't going to know it, she's pissed. You know what I'm saying? If she was to find out, she's pissed. If she was to find out, she'd be pissed right now. You know what I'm saying? She was wrong. You were really wrong about me, lady. You know? <laughs> do do some it, things dude. just to piss people off. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in a positive way. In, that's mm-hmm. Just do things that piss them off in a positive way. Work your ass off. So all those people that said you weren't going to be nothing, you weren't going to make it out of the streets, you weren't going to make it out of the gutter, you weren't going to make it out of the ghetto, you weren't going to make it out of the apartments, do it just to piss them off. Fuck them. Mm, I love um, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I feel the – I feel myself getting hyped up, you know, even talking about these things because that's what gets me through my day. These things get me through my day. Even when I'm down, I'm down in the dirt, digging in mud, playing with tar, you know, on top of a roof in the middle of a town I've never been to, having a terrible day, making nothing for money. I remind myself of these things and I say, you know what? There's going to come a day. There's going to come a day. <laughs> and you're going to get pissed off, son. You're I said this again. I'll just, I'll just say it one more time. Just because you don't have it now doesn't mean you won't have it then just because you want to change your life today doesn't mean what you do where you live because you live in a one a one bedroom shack with water you get out of a rain bucket does not mean you won't have a house with a happy life a happy girlfriend two dogs that you would do anything for a smart a smart tv two comfortable couches a bed in the back room a a garage outside you does not mean you will not have those things it doesn't mean that. Preach. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that, dude. It doesn't matter where you come from. My girlfriend comes from the same place. Me and her. Even even if we had bought a house, even if we had got a house, and it wasn't as nice as this one. This is not a nice house. Don't get me wrong. I love this house with everything. Everything I love, I've got, and it's awesome. It's it's better than anything I've ever owned, and. Even if it was worse, even if it was one bedroom with one bathroom, it was only got one bathroom. If it was only one bedroom with one bathroom and, and half of a half of a driveway, no garage, I would still treat this thing like the palace I live in. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. So um I, I told all right, this next one. I told you this back when you were in maybe you were you were definitely out of high school. I was out of high school. Um I told you if you want it, take it, cause ain't nobody gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I'm not talking in the sense of of uh, you want the new pair of shoes to go take them. Work your ass off to go get them. Ain't nobody gonna give you those pair of shoes. Go get a job. Go if you can't afford them with your job now. Go get a better job. Go do something that puts you in the position to get those pair of shoes. Go put yourself in a position where you can buy that house. If you want it, take it, cause I don't know anybody that's going to give me what I got other, mm-hmm. other than, you know, my girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 she doesn't give me much except for support. 
what I'm saying? She doesn't just bring that home doesn't a new come parents. without. That doesn't come without you working on, you know, doing the right things and helping her out exactly. as well. So that's reciprocity. Exactly. Exactly. You know, she don't come home with a brand new pair of Lucchese, something that I'm dying over. I'm not materialistic, but when it comes to Lucchese's, boy, you better believe I want me some fresh boots. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, no, seriously, if you if you want it, take it, because in, in, and you're in a situation that I'm in, no one's going to give it to you, man. No one is. So you got to go out there and get it by yourself. Don't don't ask why. Why not me? It's because you won't do it for yourself. The answer is already there. It's it's you don't have to say why not me? Why me? It's because you won't do it for yourself. It's already there. It's already said. Um, an- another thing is you know, uh, we 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 touched on this a little bit. Um, was you know, cry, dude, cry if you gotta cry, because um, dang, I meant to say this earlier. Um, when my mom died, I toughened up, son. I had the skin of a rhinoceros. I cried for two, three minutes. I, 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 when I found out she had passed, I, I played a song that reminded me of her, and I, I let it out. I let it go. And then we drove from Nashville down here to Lawrenceburg to my grandfather's house, and I seen the the, the state that he was in. He was in a very, you know very dark place you know he was very upset he just lost his daughter anyone would be at, at that point mm-hmm. and when i seen that i said you know what i gotta man up i did the wrong thing here i said i gotta man up and i gotta take control of this situation i've gotta be i've gotta be the support that everyone else needs you know i i i, I said i'm not gonna cry i my exact words was i ain't no bitch i'm gonna handle this I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the city on my I'm gonna put my family on my shoulders, and I'm gonna do this, and that's what I did, man. I I I went I went through the entire week. We you know went through the autopsy and all that, and we we did the the viewing and all that, and I was so jacked up from not releasing any of this stuff. I couldn't sit down during the viewing when the, when you know they were talking about her life and all this <clears> stuff at the viewing. I couldn't sit down. I was just like I gotta stand up. Oh man, I'm gonna stand up. You know, I'm standing up for my mom. You know, I I asked my, my grandfather did he he went out and he bought me and Chance, my uncle, he went out and bought us um all black suits. That's I wanted to look nice for my mom. He went out and he bought us, you know, all black suits. I looked nice, I stood there like a man, and I wasn't no bitch. You know, and that was the wrong thing to do. I did the wrong thing. And, and I spoke at her funeral. I have no problem speaking. I I I I'm probably not the best with words, but I, I spoke at her funeral. I choked up for one second. I choked up right before I started speaking. I said, and I said, give me a second. Took two, three second pause. Bam. Told myself, quit being a bitch. You ain't no hoe. Sorry for the language y'all. Sorry for the, you know, the, the, um, the, the way that I look at things, but that's just, that's just what get, got me through that situation in life. And I said, you ain't no bitch. You ain't no hoe. Tell everyone how you feel. Tell everyone about this woman. Make everyone's last memory of this woman what you remember her for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I told him everything great about her. And um, that was the wrong thing. I should have cried. I should have fucking cried, dude. And and that that that's what I was about to get into was cry if you got to cry. If you got to cry, man, let it out. 
talk to somebody, cry with them. It's okay. Even if you're a man, cry. Don't be a bitch about it. Don't be a bitch about it. <laughs> like for real, don't, don't, don't be a bitch about it. And, and I know it's contradicting as the way that I handled it, but I'm, I'm sitting here and admitting that I handled it wrong. I was a bitch about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, well, I was sitting there telling myself, I was sitting there telling myself, you know, don't be a girl. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a hoe. And really, I should have said, let it out. Be a man. Be a man about this thing and cry. Let it out. And I, I, I screwed myself up. You know, I, I, I shed tears here and there, you know, thinking about stuff like that. And um, honestly, haven't let out a full-on cry since then. Since the day that I found out she passed, I haven't let out a full-on cry. I've tried. I've given it all I got. I said, you know what? Here we go. Man cry. <laughs> nothing nothing at all <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> and it just doesn't work anymore and um that's where I screwed up so so what I'm trying to get at is here is you gotta cry cry don't be a bitch about it but if you're crying for the wrong reasons sorry get the fuck over it get over it if you're crying if you're crying because you had a bad day at work get over it if you're crying because your your bills are your bills are due and you ain't got no money in the bank get over it figure something out you've got this like like you know what i'm saying like like crying is not the option at that moment and that's what i told my girlfriend was when i got through crying when i found out she passed i said well crying ain't gonna get me nowhere let's go i got up put my clothes on and we we took off to lawrenceburg and that you know not to keep rambling on that, but mm-hmm. just cry, dude. Cry. Freaking let it out. Um, a lot of people life. are going to resonate with that. I hope so, dude. I, I really do. And I, I really hope that there's someone that was in that's going through that and they hear this and they're like, you know what? Dude's got a point. I, I, I try to consider myself a pretty manly man. I do have feminine, you know, things about me. I, 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 I like, um, decorations and stuff like that i like like things to look nice around the house Mm -hmm. uh, if that's feminine or whatever um i like girl songs miley cyrus has got a pretty new pretty pretty badass i think in today's day and age dude i mean there's not really (laughs) like a well i think it's on it's it's sexist to apply an idea to which i I can get off into that other yeah yeah i'm not going down that road but I wouldn't put a label on it, bro. We're all individuals. It's, it, that's the thing, yeah. man. Everyone wants to label every little fucking thing. It's like, yeah. oh, you you like to get mani pedis, or you like to fucking get massages, or you like to brush your teeth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you, know, you like to get your eyebrows done. You know what I'm saying? You like to get your eyebrows done. I want to take care of myself. That's how I do it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. To me, that's weird. That's not for me. But for some dude that gets that done, they're like, dude, you like you like to decorate your house, you know what I'm saying? You you like, you know, these kinds of things, doing these with your old lady, that's weird. Well, okay. We that's did grow like up in that time weird. though. Like when I was a kid, like it was like extremely, you know, I remember getting my nails and shit done and I got made fun of for it, you know, when I got it done a couple of times. I mean, the pedicures just have been really good. But like, um, it's just it's not that way anymore, man. And I think Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> When you try to have those labels and stuff put on, you're like, if if I'm not enjoying this because I'm worried that somebody's gonna throw this type of label on me, and like I don't know, I just decided that I'm I'm gonna be me. You know, if yeah, I want to do those things, sure. I'll do them. Um, it doesn't say for anything sure. more about you other than the fact you like that activity. That activity sure. does not throw another meaning onto you or you know your life or your purpose. But yes, yeah. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, good. I'm I'm glad you do. You know, that's that's what this is all about. Um just bridging the gap, you know. <laughs> um uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on was um really uh, I, I wanna say this again so people don't get the wrong idea about me or my message. Um if you don't like me, I can go on about how I don't care. But if you don't like me, it's okay. It's it's no big deal to me. Um Turn the fucking page. Tomorrow is a new day. Every day you write, you write a page in your book of your life. What you do today does not affect who you are tomorrow. So you wake up at six o'clock in the morning. You do your thing up until nine o'clock at night. Go to sleep. You turn the page. Don't dwell on what you did yesterday. Don't dwell on what you did last year. Don't d- dwell what you did on the last chapter. Turn the page and move on. You know, it's it's um, it's who who you were yesterday is not who you are today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess the best way to explain that is, let's say um, from from. Uh, maybe like a, a personal personal experience is um uh I, I go to a party and I get blackout drunk and I make an ass of myself. Mm-hmm. Last night I was an ass. Today I'm not that person. I'm sober. I'm clear. You know, I, I'm not who I was yesterday. Or even in a sober standpoint, you know, I I show up somewhere, someone makes me mad. And I I, sh- I show out. I, I make another ass of myself just by being sober. And um, sorry, this no, not wrong. It's my it's my girlfriend. Um, um, so I, I show I show up somewhere. Someone makes me mad. I make an ass of myself t- to make a point. And everyone's like, "Wow, you know, Q dog, Q dog's a you know an ass, you know, or whatever." Who I was yesterday doesn't doesn't write my chapter for the next for the next page it doesn't write there's my no sense in wasting in. time dwelling on it and to continue exactly. reliving it, it, that exactly. and beating yourself well, up well yeah really really it's just move on yeah move move on you know when 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 i lost my mom like, i was like i was like man i'm i'm this i'm that i'm gonna act like this now Nah, turn the page mm-hmm. this is who you are today you know it's 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 just it's simple dude it's so simple People say easier said than done. Not really. Not really. All you got to do is just do it. And I'll, 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 I'll touch on that here in a minute. Um, um, you know, and, and I, I've, I, we've probably already talked on this again. I'll, I'll touch on it again just because I have the, the little list here. Going yeah, yeah, no, please. Um, um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you did yesterday, what you did last year. You know, you are the author, you are the character, you are the designer. You you create your life to your your specifics. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a bum living on the streets, you decided that. If you're a multimillionaire in a penthouse, you decided that. Even even Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett could have took that money that he inherited and blown it he could have done nothing with it financially uh financially positive and just blown his money away and became nothing in life you know what i'm saying so so what what, what i'm trying to get at is you decide your own fate 
if you want to be in prison next year, go rob a bank, go kill somebody. You know, if that's what you want to do, go do it. Why are you wasting time? But if you want to be a millionaire, why are you wasting time? Why are you sitting here on the couch playing video games? I, I play video games. I love video games. But I I know the um, I know my limit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit there and play. Oh, as soon as I get home, I'm getting on the game. No, it's I'm going to get home. I'm going to do something else. Or uh, what? what I, instead well, you got a balance and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you got a balance. Exactly. You know what to achieve. And, you know, you also you know what it takes to become the millionaire, but you also want to enjoy life as you're young right now. You know, so that's exactly. just a trade-off. You'll bust your ass, but when you do have time, you like you like to enjoy yourself. So if you're in a bad place right now, it's because you chose it. When I was in a bad place, that's what I chose. And it comes you know? back to, we said earlier, you know, you can't help the hand that you were dealt, but it is your responsibility to change it. Yeah, things are going to yep. suck. But if you yep. are still in that same position, in that same chair, with that same hand, you know, it is still your responsibility to change it. So, yes, I do believe you, know, you are right that, you know, wherever you've ended up, it is your fault that, you know, you're yep. still there. Whether you put yourself and, or not, the fact that you're still there is on you. And and to to lead off of that is, you know, disabilities. If you say, I have chronic depression or I have one leg, I have one arm, I have vision in one eye, I um, I was born poor, I live in a trailer. It doesn't matter your disability your setback, your your the, the the stuff that you're going through right now, because look, like take the time to watch YouTube videos. That's already what you're probably doing, watching YouTube videos all day. Um, hey, because um, they're watching us, you get it. Um, <laughs> uh, watch a watch a YouTube video on a disabled person making a killing in life. Maybe even maybe making a killing isn't making money they're happy they're living the life that they want to live you know look at look at the football players uh shakeem griffin he's got one hand this man does not have a hand on one of his arms and he is a professional football player for granted he is on the practice squad for the seahawks right now but he he got drafted he got drafted by the seahawks and he played games he his just um he just wasn't as good as he needed to be to hold that, you know, starting position. Yeah. But for someone, and he's a defensive back. This man needs two hands. Normal person needs two hands to intercept the football. This man only needs one. This man only needs one hand. Like, look at look at people from like China. Look at people from you know. Well, I can't say North Korea because we have no idea what's going on over there. But look at people from China. Look at people from Russia, uh, Canada. All of these are socialist countries, and and not not to speak ill on your country or nothing, but but it is a socialist country, and they don't have the same freedoms that we do here in America. So speaking to all the people that are here in America, look at the freedoms that you have. Look at the opportunity that you have to stand up versus the people that are in China, versus the people that are in a wheelchair to stand up walk out that door and change your life stand up and walk on two legs and change your life in a split second all you gotta do is stand up dude just just do it just fucking do it that's 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 one thing that people don't realize is there are people out there in wheelchairs there are people out there on crutches there are people out there Stephen freaking hawking 
this man well, I think taught it comes me back, a keyboard. Exactly. I think what you're kind of getting to is back to like the labeling and then your belief systems. And, you know, when you said you label yourself as having chronic depression or I am missing this or I am missing that, you put a limit on yourself. Like, oh, I'm missing my legs. I can't climb this mountain. Well, I know of a person who had no legs and climbed the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So like, stop letting your ailments or, you know, your conditions define you and using those as an excuse. I use it all the time when I was growing up. And this is why I said I had beef with psychologists because, you know, they never told me it was a method of my thinking that, you know, I was told that I was, had ADHD, depression, all that other shit like everybody else does. But yeah. instead of them saying, Hey man, you're just thinking incorrectly. The reason why you feel this way is because, you know, you are looking for the bad problems or you're thinking negatively, or you're always looking out for the bad things. And I would just wear those ailments around as like a badge of honor, almost like seeking yeah. sympathy because, Oh, I've got chronic depression. You don't know what it's like, but you should feel bad for me. Or I'm going to stay in bed all day because I do have chronic depression. This is just who I am at times. Or, yeah. sorry, guys, I got to leave. I'm getting anxious because this is what my doctors said that I have. And now I'm just feeling that way. So you've got to excuse me. And I I gave it power over me. And I let that shit yeah. keep me down for so long. And whether, you know, there's a medical reason for it or not, and I, if you need the pills, do your thing. But for me, I was using it as a crutch to stay stuck and comfortable. And once I got rid of all those labels, my life's been better and I don't have those diagnoses. But I think that's um, kind know, of what goes along with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, to add on to that was, you know, like crutches are good sometimes if it's the right crutch. Like for me, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Christian believer. I grew up in the church. I went my first five, six years of life. I was in a private school. Like I was in Griffin Christian where we'd learn Bible study every day. But I'm I'm not a Christian anymore because that's just kind of where I led away from and started, you know, mm-hmm. believing things on my own end. Right. Um, but but religion, if it works for you, dude, it works for you, man. If that's what you believe, if you believe that God has helped you along this way, that's awesome, dude. Like that I applaud you because you found something that gets you through this. What gets me through this is the power of positive thinking. The, the fact that I can't do this if I can't, you know, I, I can't do this without myself. Mm-hmm. If ain't nobody going to else do it, I got to do it. Well, I like that because, you know, that's one thing that people fail to realize and that I've kind of picked up as far as a pattern, whether it's, you know, Krishna consciousness or Christianity or Hindi or whatever that you're into. It doesn't matter the specifics, but we can all agree that you have to have some sort of faith either that the universe is guiding your next step or that some, you know, yep. your, your uh, savior, your God or whatever is, is looking out for you or that, you know, you believe in yourself that you have the skills necessary to deal with whatever life throws at you, but you've got to have that faith. And faith is just a belief in, you know, possibility. And I think when you're, when you truly yep. believe that good things can happen, that your dreams can come true. And that if you do put in the work and move in the right direction, that good things are going to happen. And that goes with all religions in any any stance. So you have that faith and you just keep moving. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to say, (laughs) but you just said it way better than me. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, man. But I bridged the gap, baby. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, just don't, don't cut me off so soon. Uh, I've got just one or two more things. Oh, no worries, man. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, so one thing, one thing, I'll, I'll skip over some of these because it, it is very repetitive. Um, one thing is don't take no for an answer. Mm. Never take no for an answer. That is never, never a thing. Like I said, I was Unless just working for sex. a family. Yeah. <laughs> Quit pulling out. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good at video editing, bro. It's gonna stay, but don't be weird about it. <laughs> okay, no, no, for real. Don't, yes, don't take no for an answer. I got you. Um, uh, don't don't take no for an answer. Um, so for example, I was just working for a family member. Um, he put me on a job. Said you're gonna run this. Um, I'll I'll see you next week. Money wasn't right for me, so I told him. I said, "Hey, if you want me to do this by myself, I need a little bit more, a little bit more an hour." And so, what does he do? He goes out, he finds me help. So instead of giving me a little bit more help, or giving me a little bit more money, he gives me help instead. Uh, and it and it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I told him one final time. I said, "You know, I need I need more money." And he said, "You don't have the skills to do it." Which, me being as egotistical as I am conceited um you know uh the 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 person that i am said you know what kiss my ass dude i'm out of here and i and i I left i was like there's nothing holding me here you don't pay me hardly anything i've got i've got bigger things coming so i left him i don't take no for an answer i don't let things uh i don't let things define me is what i'm trying to get at is with taking no it's if i'm not i'm not saying go out to your to your job tomorrow and say I want to raise. And if they say no, you should probably keep it. I'm just lucky enough to be in that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just lucky enough to be in the stance where my girlfriend can support us. Um, I can find work. I literally found work 45 minutes later for someone who has no skills. You know, he said, you don't mm-hmm. have the skills 45 minutes later. I've got enough skills to find me more work. And that's just all mm-hmm. there is to it. Don't, don't take no for an answer ever. Unless it's for sex, don't do that. Don't, please, God. Um, <laughs> another thing is, it's okay to plan ahead um, as long as you're doing what you planned on doing. You know, if, if you've set goals for the future, uh, don't keep setting goals unless you've achieved at least one of those goals. You know, it, it's it's okay. It's okay to set your life um, fifty years in advance. This is what I want to be doing at the age of seventy. That's great. But don't be planning unless you're, you know, unless you're achieving any of those goals. Because, because if you if you if you plan to seventy, you've planned to 20, 28. You've planned to twenty nine. Make sure you've achieved what you wanted to do by twenty eight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just that simple. Don't don't. It's okay to plan ahead, but don't plan ahead if you haven't achieved anything. Because Have a direction, but really, don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Always and, working and, and, towards something, but eat that eat that elephant one bite at a time. That that and also more of like a um, hard ass approach to it is why why are you planning for your thirtieth birthday? You're, you're, I'm, I'm twenty six. Why would I be planning for what I want to do by the age of thirty if I ain't done shit already? Because it's mm. not gonna happen. Why waste your time planning if you ain't done nothing yet? Mm. It's okay to plan ahead as long as you're doing what you said you were gonna do. So as you say, focus more on the small day to day and like, basically if you're not building yourself consistently, how do you expect to end up there at such a great position in the next few years if you're not doing something now? Yes, exactly. Exactly. 100%. That's, 
<laughs> just don't 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 be that guy that's like oh man i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a millionaire by the age of 30 i'm gonna have all this money i'm gonna be living in this kind of house this is that but you're still sleeping in mom's house you know mm-hmm. yeah that's that's okay that's okay if you're if you're doing those um the small steps to plan ahead and say hey i'm gonna be a millionaire at 30 hell yeah bro can't wait you gotta cut me in you gotta cut me a little cheese when you do that have me over for a party or two, you know, but if, if you've been sitting at mom's house for the past year saying you're going to be a millionaire at 30, I don't believe you. Shut up. Be quiet. I don't care. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that there and I'm going to move on because I know we've been at this for a while. Yeah, I'm you know, we've got it. We probably got about two and a half <laughs> hours of content, bro. <laughs> dude, you, dude, you've got some editing to do. I've um, got a fuck ton. Or yes. But that's the thing, man. Um, yeah, I'll be up doing it. I love it. All right. Lit, lit, literally the last two things here, and then I'll leave you alone. Um, if you get knocked down, get back up is is something that you hear your entire life. Mm-hmm. I call bullshit. Don't don't get knocked down at all. Why why get knocked down? Because when you get knocked down. I've been down there, literally, figured to, I've been there. I've been on the ground. It takes so much more energy and time to get up off the ground than it does to, to take that lick in the face, wipe the blood from your lip, and keep going. Move on to the next one. You know, it's, it's, it's just pe- people, people set that standard. Our, our family, our parents set that standard was – if you get knocked down, get back up, get back on that horse and ride. You know, by the time, by the time someone tells me to get back on that horse and ride, I'm gone, dude. I'm gone. I'm on that horse and I'm, I've done tamed him. You know, I've done broke that horse. It's, it's don't just don't, don't get knocked down. Why, why, why let it knock you down when you know, when you know in the back of your mind that you can handle this, you can handle this, you can do it. Take that lick on the chin and keep marching forward. Mm. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave that at that. And the last thing that I really want to add is I've been, I've been giving advice. You've been giving advice. That's what this whole podcast is about. You know, just kind of do, saying, saying what we do, saying what we've done to get to where we are. Um, take, take as, mu- as much advice as you can get, advice as you can get, but don't let it define you. Don't let it make decisions for you. Mm-hmm. Anything that anything that you've heard me say, anything that you've heard Darian say, anything that you heard the last guest say, is awesome, awesome advice. I, I I love it all. What works for me doesn't work for you. Don't don't say, well, he's a he takes things as a hard ass. I'm going to take things as a hard ass. Don't do that, man. That's not you. That that's the life that I live. You've got to you've got to take the advice and make it work for you. You've got to make your own decisions. If if being harder on yourself a little bit when you're down and you're lazy or you're 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 doing this at work, use that advice when you can, but don't let it define you. You've got to be your own person. I love it. Find the self awareness, get to know you, change yeah, your life, sure. make some decisions. I love yeah. that, brother. Hell yeah, Quinn. You got it. You said a lot of wisdom in these last two and a half hours. You shared some good laughs, got some good notes. We've got a lot of great content. 
yeah. I know a lot yeah. of the people, <clears throat> I know a lot of the people that listen to this is really going to, I mean, I'm sure some hearts are going to get broken. I'm sure some people are going to just, <laughs> you know, love it. Uh, I know I did. Um, yeah. Brother, well, look, so look, look at this face. Look at this face. For some reason, people want to punch this face. So the, we're going to get a lot of hate on this video. So many people don't like me. So <laughs> well, that's just, so, that yeah. could be it. We'll talk about projecting next time. <laughs> All right, brother. Once again, thank you so much for coming on, my man. I love you very, very much. You're a very dear friend of mine. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Take it easy, brother. Peace, y'all. See you, man. Love